Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centericebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the most, the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? If that's really the question. To finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Philip Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans, I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 13, Lucky Episode Number 13, of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, 10-time defending podcast champion, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to RockinThatIDLife.com and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, December 8th, and we are in the, uh, let's see, the... In between uh, a rough stretch and a slightly easier stretch for the Blues, uh, broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number 331 all the time. To interact with the show, we are on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just do a search for us and you will find us. I'm Kurt Price and my co-hosts for the big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And tonight we're talking St. Louis Blues hockey as we always do. Uh, guys, how have we been the past week? Good. Uh, I mean, okay. Blues are playing good. I mean, they're getting points. Yeah, I'm let's... I'm struggling personally yeah. with some things. Yeah, with your um, uh, gender identity. Well, yeah, that's not funny to make fun of anymore. I'm not making fun of it. I'm, I'm serious. Jesus Christ! I'm why sensitive. I'm, okay. Why would I not? I'm not making fun at all. I'm trying to be a, that's a, it. a good. I'm being a good friend. I'm trying I'm to. Get, I'm trying to help you. Be open up about it <laughs> on the air in front of all these people. <laughs> No, I, uh, <laughs> for those that have listened for the past, I don't know, what, three months, uh, I've bitched about an ankle issue. God, dude, I don't get ankles. I just don't get it. Like, you get an injury, and they just do not heal. They just refuse. And I guess it's because you have to constantly use them, right? Like, there's no way to not use your ankle unless you literally just lay in bed all day. And, I mean, I... I was originally going to tell you guys I couldn't play or I couldn't do the show tonight because I had a hockey game. I was going to say because uh, your ankles? But, 
Yeah, yes, my ankle hurts so bad that I can't do the podcast. Wow, that was really bad. Um, yeah. No, so, uh, and yeah, I, I, it was last week as I've had this issue, and but last week, for whatever reason, I got off the rink, and I couldn't walk, and I still can't walk on it. So, it's annoying, man. It's such an annoying, nagging injury. It's one of those that just won't go away, and you guys know how it is medically. Like, you try to get in to see the doctor, so you have to go see your physician first, and all they say is, well, looks fine to me. Let me refer you. When it was like, couldn't you have just referred me because you knew that you weren't going to see anything by touching it? So now i got to wait to go see a specialist, and it's obnoxious. See, last time I went to the doctor, I was told no more monkey business jumping on the bed. <laughs> is, oh, was joke. your doctor... <laughs> Home furnishings in Collinsville? <laughs> no monkey business. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. They're not in business anymore. Or maybe they are, but they moved if they're still in business. They No, they, they – it's like all furniture places. They went out of business, but they're still there under a different name. Okay. All right. Mm. Way to get sales. Going out of business, just change names, then – I get it. Right. Jack up the prices. What was that? Seventy-five percent. Wasn't that? Uh, do you guys ever see? You don't mess with the Zohan. Yes. It's. it's actually, I, 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 I love seen that it. movie I personally. It. I think it's great. You, you it's, love that movie. It's, I'm it's go- an underrated Adam Sandler movie. I'm gonna. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes has? Oh, I'm sure it's Zohan. terrible. But <laughs> I'm, over I'm under twenty-five percent. It was his uh, last good movie. Under twenty. <laughs> it was great. I loved it, but. That one of the stores in there is called going out of business, and it's a big yellow sign. So that way it's like people just keep rushing in because they think the store is going out of business. Oh, it is over 25%. Uh, tomato meter is 37%, and the audience, 45%. So higher than I thought. There, there you go. I'm telling you. Still not good. It's, 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 still, it's still, not it, bad. It gets the splat still. It's not, but, but better than I thought. Mariah Carey makes an appearance, for Christ's sake. Oh, well. Yeah, we love her. Michael Buffer makes an appearance. Are you ready to rumble? Did you see his, his latest commercial, Michael Buffer? Uh, he's on, is it with Shaq? I think him and, him and Shaq oh. are in a commercial. They're eating like a, a, a holiday meal around a big table. And uh, he's like doing his voice about the mashed potatoes. He goes, uh, and now mashed potato. And he passes, he does his voice with everything he's passing. He uses that voice all the time is what the commercial is about. So. And Shaq's getting annoyed. So it's, it's kind of funny. I have not seen that. That was funny. Neither have I. Shaq is uh, Shaq's. You know, Shaq seems like a likable guy, personality-wise. You know, and uh, when he you was know, a normal guy. Um, but damn, if he doesn't put his name on everything, he doesn't say no to an endorsement. <laughs> He's everywhere. Hey, I don't blame him. I don't. I mean, you know, whatever. Revolt your boat. I guess I do it too. You want to give me money to say I like your product? Okay. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Because <laughs> yeah. they pay me every time I say it, dumbass. Ow, my balls. If you're so smart, why didn't you know that? <laughs> uh, the official beers of episode number 331. You can follow us, uh, each of us, on the untapped app. My handle is uh, CPRICE12. Jeff's is jponder94. And Bill is, is, Bill is, 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 is BillyBlueNote33. Uh, you know, Bill, uh, Jeff? What you what you got? We're gonna we're gonna roll with. I mean, you're you were hanging on for a while, going first, because you're you're going first is, you know, uh, the Blues playing well. As long as they're playing well, you're gonna go first. So I think uh, I think that you know they're still playing well. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Yep. 
Uh, so we'll stick with it. Yep. So I'm going with one of my favorites, the O'Fallon pumpkin, uh, which I still I was able to find at the Deerbergs out here in South County. So I was pretty happy. I actually stocked up. Uh, so I should be good for at least the next month or so. But uh, yeah, just a again smoothest pumpkin beer I've ever had. I like how you said you found it at the Deerbergs, and not the just Deerbergs, at, not just at Deerbergs. It's I meant at, to say the South County Deerbergs is what I meant to say, but at, of course it came out like oh. an old man. I went to the Deerbergs. Oh, the, yeah, old lady. You know, I went to the Deerbergs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny what uh, what what folks will call places, uh, and you put the in front of something it makes it that much more funnier. My mom. My favorite is. Oh, I was my mom called, you know, played against sports. You're familiar? The uh-huh. resale sports shop. My mom, to this day, I think, still calls it played against Sam's. Yeah. My my dad <laughs> called it that until the day he died. <laughs> yeah, it was my, like, uh-huh. that's never been its name. No. Right? It's, but it's a, it's a, you know, the line from the movie, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my mom with Ameristar, if she's listening, I used to give her trouble because she used to she used to hit up Ameristar in her younger days a lot more, and uh, she'll really hate me for saying that. Um, but she's called the Ameristar. The Ameristar. You'd be like, where are you going, Mom? Oh, I'm going to the Ameristar. That's funny. No, you're going to Ameristar. I like the Ameristar. I like putting the in front of things. Don't correct people. That's it's entertaining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're, have you, uh, ever, you ever gamble at the Ameristar? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I, I have too. I, I have spent. I'd say in my twenties, that's probably the place I spent the most time at. Out of, I was there pretty much places? every weekend. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Not only pro- for gambling, but because we, used, my mom used to get free hotel rooms. Uh-huh. So we, my buddies oh. and I, would just go somewhere and then we'd cab it back to Ameristar, party there for a little bit. And so your mom was like a VIP at Ameristar. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. My mom and dad both. And my grandma was a was a VIP at uh, at uh, Lumiere. And a casino queen too. So, yeah, I mean that that essentially means that they spend a lot of money there. So yes, they, they give yep. them perks to keep coming back and give them free uh-huh. things. She had a bunch of free stuff, you know, like boxes of stuff and like a spare bedroom. I go over there and she'd be like, uh, "Here, take this, take this pot, <laughs> or take this yep. coffee maker." <laughs> Same thing. Coffee. Yep. My, my mm. mom would always she'd call me and be like, "Hey, I got this. Uh, I don't know uh, this cooler." Do you need a cooler? No, mom, I'm good. Well, I'm gonna give it to you anyway because I don't need it. And Ameristar gave it to me for free. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we we never got free like f- swag, but I had an uncle who is a, a big fan of gambling, and uh, when he would come to town, he would go to Lumiere, and they would send him um, comp dollars, like you know, put in. You yep. know, you just put that straight into the machine, and. Uh, you know, he would occasionally send it to me. I'd go over there, put it in the video poker, cash out, leave, and then it just got yeah. you know a little too dicey to 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 risk it over forty five dollars or whatever it was. But you know, the 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 very first time I went to Ameristar was uh, my brother and I, uh, my brother Keith and I, we went there and to play poker. It was in our it was in our Hold'em poker heyday, our the league that uh, Bill and my brother and a, and a few other guys played in. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but we were heavy into it, and uh, so he and I went there, and we we bought in a hundred dollar table buy in. So we put the hundred bucks down, and the thing is that you get, I mean, you know, when you play in a league, you 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 the buy in's like ten bucks, and you get a thousand dollars in chips, and you play. But you know, it, it's this real world stuff. You you buy in for a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars in chips, and that's 
that's you're playing with your money. You bet $5, that's five bucks of your money. So um, it was a little, I mean, that was the very first time I'd done that. So it was a little nerve wracking, um, you know, to, to spend 50 bucks on a hand or whatever. It's like, oh my God, that's like 50 bucks of my money. Um, but uh, I did, I did okay. I lost it all. But uh, my, my brother, uh, he told me after, because we were playing at the same table and he lost earlier than me. And uh, he was waiting for me to finish. And when I did, I, I talked to him and he goes, yeah, the, uh, early on I had a full house and I folded it. And I was like, what did you do that for? And he goes, I got scared off by some guy who raised me. I'm like, cause it's my money. I'm like, yeah, I know it's, 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 it's a lot different. You don't, you have far less confidence in your hand when you're playing with actual dollar for dollar money with the, it's just different. So I don't think we're, we're a high dollar gambling uh, people. <laughs> Can't no, handle no, it. Definitely not. No, definitely not. No, I'm, get, I'm a tw- 10, that. $20 buy-in for a tournament. Give me a thousand chips. Love that all day long. Um, yep. that's fun. I get I get mad when it's my money, even with like slot machines, and I'm like paying playing the penny slots. I get mad when I get down to zero. I'm like, damn it! I just lost a whole three dollars. You ever see those uh, YouTube videos where the guys play uh, uh, the gambling arcade machines, the, the like the the, the the Silver Falls, the quarters games, uh, the the push down the different the mm-hmm. win quarters that dump off the off the edge, or there's the game where you you put in some money and you have to line up a key that goes through a slot. You have to put it through perfectly, and you win that item. Uh, they're they're scams, you know. They're meant to win at, mm-hmm. after certain so many plays. But a guy had like five hundred dollars, and he played this game five hundred bucks worth and lost it all on on this this oh. key game. And he's uh, a, there's a bunch of stuff like that on YouTube. Uh, some of it's entertaining. Some of it's like, what are you doing? You could have bought the damn item for seventy five dollars. He was trying to win shoes convinced it's skill yeah i don't know it's i guess in the moment um bill i think we were on beers of the episode <laughs> yes wait <laughs> yeah we're not still in the green room no no this is no. we're live now we're live now. yeah we've that was got a to great, get better about this put your, put that's, your uh, that's on. a great that's a great joke for the three of us yes. <laughs> and nobody else yep <laughs> Uh, so my beer, let me see if I can get this. I never get this exactly right. There we go. Is Electric... that the Battlehawks logo? It looks like it, doesn't it? Does. it? No, it, does. it, it is Electric Reindeer. I love that From name. Sun King Brewing. Sun King? Indianapolis, Indiana. I've been there. That that tastes like, or that sounds like Sun King I'd want to try. <laughs> I've had uh, Sun King makes a uh, orange vanilla cream ale that uh, I had on Black Friday after I had my flight to Bourbon County. Um, yeah, and they do sell it at, yeah. at uh, Pete's. You flew to Bourbon County? Do they really? They do sell it there. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. and it's a six pack. It's uh, I mean, you know, and Pete's has a great selection of beer. Have you been there, Bill? The Pete's? Yeah, I, yeah. I have. No good beer. Yeah, it's uh, that's about that. Yeah, I've. I've been going there like pretty much since, you know, when they open, I'll, I'll go every couple of weeks. Uh I'm still waiting for the, um, they have that that whole cabinet, uh, section, uh, along the one wall that says premium liquor coming soon. And um, I keep going in there to see what, uh, what kind of whiskeys they're going to get and disappointed every time. So they've always had the owners of that owned the four Oak quick stop in Mm -hmm. Troy and they always had good beer there. So, oh yeah, I appreciate yeah. the 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 effort to bring in good beer. That's uh, that's yeah. nice, nice variety. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's where we got the uh, maple Mackinac fudge. Mm-hmm. 
from GBS. Yes. Yeah. That was good. Or from Founders to GBS. Yes. Yeah. That was delicious. Or wait, 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 wait. I need to stay on stay on theme. The Founders. The Founders. <laughs> uh my beer of the show is from the Schlafly. Uh, mm, very nice. Lastly, is uh, export stout, which is a leftover mm. from last year. Uh, it's it was the a stout bout. Irish stout, right? It's the. Uh, let me read it here. Oh, is this one of those damn beers that don't tell you a damn thing about the beer? It is. It's just export stout. Yes, I think it's Irish. Um, all it says is six percent. The St. Louis Brewery export stout. That's it. You know what? Put the damn description on the label. People, come on, Schlafly. It's good. I mean, it's uh, I don't know why I had two of Thor from last year. It's pretty good. I just have not drank it. We uh, we should go ahead and get to this one comment here. First of all, Matt Harris says, hello, fellas. Hello, Matthew. He says, uh, currently working on a seriously black lager from Native Dog Brewing. Hmm. Uh, never. I've never heard of that. He spelled uh, seriously. How it is. He spelled seriously like the uh, streaming radio station. Yes, he did. <laughs> And is that not how? And here we go, guys. Here's a nerdy comment because my wife's been making me rewatch these movies. Is that not how Sirius Black from Harry Potter spells his name as well? I have only seen the first Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, and it was when it first came out. <laughs> That's been a long time. I fell asleep in the first Harry Potter, uh, and yeah, I, I liked Harry. I, I liked it when I saw it. I just never got back to the um, second, or the third, or the fourth, or whatever. And I actually have them all here. I just have not watched them. One of these days. Yeah. It took me a yeah, so it was it wasn't until quarantine. My wife loves Harry Potter and like we were we were dating when the last few movies were coming out and I refused. I'm like, no, I'm not a fan. I tried reading the first book, hated it. Uh oh, the movie's much better. I, I finally gave in and I said, Okay, I'll watch the movies with you. They were okay, but we started rewatching them again the last couple weeks and I've enjoyed them a little more the second time around. Matt Harris says, I believe the name's a reference to Harry Potter. Uh, Native Dog is a brewery down here, uh, down near me in South Arkansas. They are Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Arkansas, I actually, AK. I, Arkansas AK. Well, there you go. So it is a reference to Harry no, Potter. No, AK is Alaska. You're right. AK is Alaska. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm overthinking it. Yeah. No, I uh, have you I, seen, Oh, sorry. You know. sorry. 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 Have you seen the comedian who does the abbreviations for the states? About the committee that picks the, the when they went to two letters, because you know no. states used to be like two or three letters went to a standard right. two letters. There's a comedian does a stand up bit about uh, the conversation the committee had uh, picking all the all the state abbreviations. It's really funny. Anyway, check it out. Sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Huh. No problem. <laughs> uh, I think my train of thought is now gone. Uh, no, I was going to say uh, Arkansas, uh, Arizona. No, it was the the Harry Potter thing. Uh, okay. Jeff uh, talked about you know going through watching them in the pandemic. I tried to go back and and uh, listen to the audiobook of the first one. Um, I think it was it was available um, through Audible, and yeah, I I got about I don't know, not even to the point where he gets taken away to or he you know goes yep. to uh, school and yeah, first that was. The- they they tried to get us to read it in eighth grade, and so many of wow. us complained because it was so boring. Because you're anti-book. and we literally got uh, right. to that point where where he gets taken, and yeah. this was, taken in a good way. This was Missouri. And right. we didn't didn't Missouri yeah. like uh, think it was like a, the witch's book or something. Oh, here we go. Missouri At cracks. some point, 
<laughs> ban, they wanted to ban her. Um, this was, was probably before that. Those conservatives uh, are so, so full of cancel culture, you know, cancel books. Go ahead, sorry. Pat <laughs> uh, Harris says, just texted the owner of the brewery, can confirm he's a Harry Potter nerd. Oh, uh, well, there, there you go. go. Nice. But yeah, so, uh, no, it was the same thing, Bill. So many of us in the class complained. It was so boring that mm-hmm. they actually said, fine, you guys are complaining. My teacher was like, well, we need something else. And so, yeah, right. I, that's as far as I got because I was so damn bored that I was like, I don't know how they're going to make a movie out of this. Yeah. And and that was, you know, that was kind of the thing with, uh, um, sorry, the, the dogs are in a mood tonight. <laughs> Bill just uh, let well, out a really squeaky uh, fart. Pet the dog. I think the dog wants to be a oh, pet me, please. That's what it sounds like. Come on, buddy. He's Come whining. <laughs> you can't just uh, ignore a whining dog. <laughs> uh, I, I've learned to uh, with these two. Especially that but, guy. That uh, guy that's no. Funny. That that was my experience with with Game of Thrones. Like I'm like I, I'm gonna read the books before I watch it. I read the first book or did the audio book of the first book, and it took me like three and a half months. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch it the whole. I'm just gonna watch it from here on out. And yeah, literally, I remember watching the first episode, and I'm like, this was like four hours in when they get to the end of it. Like ah, oh, this yeah. Definitely, definitely, uh, uh, you know, for those kinds of epic things, um, go with the book or go with the movie, the TV show, not the book. Uh, okay. I I mean, I, it's one of those things where I'm if like, if you're oh, lazy like me, oh, I'm extremely, I don't read books <laughs> Kurt, unless they're hockey news or something, but have we even gotten your beer yet? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. It's from Did the Slafley. Yeah. Okay, that's how we got. That's how we got into this. Out. Okay, <laughs> yep. I was seriously like, I don't remember if we got to to Kurtz. Oh yeah, no, we're, we're well in, in the podcast. The, the background music was long, long over for the second. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> it ended about a couple minutes ago. Uh, okay, moving along. Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account. We got uh, December 8th, 1997. Mike Keenan made his first return back to St. Louis as head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Signs were handed out and sponsored by 105.7 The Point. The Blues whooped Keenan and the Canucks 5-1. Scott Pellerin had his first multi-goal game and was named player of the game. This was a big deal when Keenan came back. Huge deal. Remember Keenan, his sarcastic wave to the crowd... Uh, when the Blues fans yep. were booing the shit out of him. Um, yep. I was at this deal. game. Were you? That's I cool. do. I remember sitting with my dad at this game. and uh, Because I remember late in the second period, there was a face-off in the Blues' end. And there was about nine seconds left on the clock. And Keenan pulled his goalie. Because it was a, it was, there was, it was a face-off. And I guess he thought, there's no way the Blues get it down there in nine seconds. Which is ridiculous. Right. And... I remember I just, I had looked over to my dad. This was like in the height of me, like really starting to play hockey a lot. So I'm, I'm looking at, at him pulling the goalie and I'm like, what the hell? I go, dad, do you see this? He just pulled the goalie. It's like, what the hell is he doing? And the guy next to me just goes, that's why I don't miss that motherfucker. <laughs> and, and I'm like, that's a good point. And the blues almost scored. They, they got it to the red line, and they just missed shooting it in the empty net. You know, uh, it's interesting because there was a time when uh, it was thought that you know, four seconds or less, 
um, it was almost impossible to win the faceoff back, shoot it down the ice, and, and score. So anytime you had a faceoff in the offensive zone with four seconds left or less on the clock, uh, a, a coach would pull the goalie and you know have an extra attacker for four seconds. Um, I remember Quinville doing this, and it was like 4.1 seconds left or something. And the other team won the faceoff, took a slap shot down the ice, and it smacked against the back end boards and would have counted. And Quinville never did it again. <laughs> that was that was in overtime against the Sharks. Was it? In the playoffs. I remember that. That was a playoff remember, game? Again, I, yeah, that was a playoff game. I remember that because I remember them doing it. And again, I was I at the game. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I looked at the guy next to me and I said, oh my God, he's pulling the goalie with 4.1. And the guy goes, there's no way. That's why I don't miss that point. fucker. <laughs> and yeah, he fucking... They, he passed it. Same face, guy. Won the face off. The guy like one timed it. And I mean, it, it was damn close. Yeah. And it was. I remember just thinking, counted. you imagine losing a game that way. It would have counted. No, oh, I know. Ooh. I remember like shit in my pants <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when they got down. They won it clean and the shot was quick. I'm like, oh shit. Yep. Um, I never saw him do it again. Um, I, actually, to this day, when there's like two seconds left, at the end of a period, like the first in the first period, coaches don't do it, and I'm like, do it. Two seconds. You can't score in two seconds. You can't. Then uh, why not? Do it anyway. There is a line. There is a line where you, it's impossible to score. So take that, find out that line, and then and then do it. Uh, I'm just, gonna I'm gonna draw something out again from this game, December eighth, nineteen ninety seven. This is gonna sound crazy, but I think I I think I'm gonna look it up and make sure I'm right. Chris Kennedy, number 12 for the St. Louis Blues. I believe he scored his first NHL goal and only NHL goal that look night. It, look it up. I'm going to look it up. Hockey reference? Wrong. Yes, sir. That's the 97-98 season, for just so you don't go to the wrong yes, season. Yes, sir. Not the 96-97. Uh, December 8th, 1968, Noel Picard uh, got his we got the first Gordie Howe hat trick in Blues history. Uh, the Blues extended their unbeaten streak to 12 games in a 4-4 tie versus Philadelphia. And Gus Bell, who was the Blues color uh, broadcaster, radio broadcaster, uh, he uh, he said to Flyers GM Bud Poyle, who was hanging out, uh, pacing back and forth behind the Blues broadcast booth, uh, making comments because he was upset about a trade that was made and the Blues uh, screwed. He felt the Blues screwed Philadelphia. Might have been a three-way trade, trade. I don't know. But uh, Gus Kyle got tired of it. And while they were on the air, gets up, <laughs> runs back to Bud Poyle and says, if you don't stay away from here, I promise you, I'll punch your head in the next year. <laughs> and uh, Gus Kyle was very apologetic uh, to the reporters afterwards when they asked him about it or when it, when it was brought up. Uh, because he was hopeful it did not get out on the air because the mics were on and, and they were live. <laughs> and he goes, it wasn't that far from the mic where it happened. <laughs> so he felt bad about it, but uh, I don't know if it got on the air. Uh, Gordy Howe. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yep, I, I was just going to say with what I said earlier, yeah. uh, I was close. Chris Kennedy got his first NHL point. Oh, okay. He got an assist. And again, I don't know why I even remember Chris Kennedy. But for some reason, I remember him. I thought it was scoring in this game. But yeah, that's, that's, he assisted on Pascal Rayom's first period goal. I mean, you're very close, very close, almost right mm-hmm. on. Uh, speaking of Gordie Howe hat tricks, uh, for those who don't know, it's a goal, an assist, and a penalty. 
in the same game. And Gordie Howe in his career only had how many guys? Gordie Howe hat tricks? How many? Oh, One. He had two. two. And it's two. and you were incorrect. Is it is a goal and assist and a fight? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't say. I, did, I said penalty. I meant fight. You're right. Yeah. Um. Also, who has the most Gordie Howe hat tricks in NHL history? Brendan Shanahan. Very close, but no. Mm. I knew this. I knew Pat Verbeek. Not even in the top ten. Or top eight. Dave Anderchuk. Nope, not top eight. No, he wasn't a fighter. Keith Kachuk. Keith Kachuk is seventh. He has ten. Shanahan has hmm. 17. Oh, Keith Primo. Nope, not top eight. Damn. Good guesses, though. All right, I'm... Uh, Gary yeah. Roberts. Nope. Any guesses, Bill? I'm done. Um, Bob <laughs> Robert. <laughs> no. Good guess. Not top eight, anyway. Uh, number one is Rick Tockett with 18. One more ah, than Shanahan. Yeah. One more than Shanahan. And number three, there are a lot of blues on this list, actually. Number three, Brian Sutter. Also tied with Shanahan, 17. So I guess tied for seconds is Sutter. Uh, Wolf Payment, is, or Payment, is uh, fourth with 16. Cam Neely, fifth with 12. Uh, Bill was a Cam Neely lookalike back in his younger year. Uh, <laughs> some to some degree. Yeah, that, yeah, when I went to, uh, uh, when I was going to school at Providence, playing on the intramural team, uh, that was my nickname was Cam. There you go. Because yeah, everybody there, Bruins fans, and okay, that, I look like that, Neely. That makes sense. Yeah. And then Jerome McGinley with 11, Keith Kachuk with 10, and Gerard Gallant with 10. So we got Kachuk, we got Sutter, we got Shanahan. Three of the top eight uh, Gordie Howe hat-tricks in Hill history were uh, primarily, well, mostly Blues players. Uh, December 8th, 1979, Red Berenson on his 40th birthday was named head coach of the St. Louis Blues, replacing Barkley Plager. So, uh, happy 82nd birthday to Red Berenson. Yes, happy birthday, Red. Mr. Six Goal Man himself. Yeah, the game was not televised, which is a bummer. Back in the day when they didn't televise many games, actually. Mm-hmm. Back, hell, back when I was a kid, they didn't televise a third of the games. It's nuts. You had a calendar. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the, the Blues calendar that you would get every year uh, would have, you know, the game, obviously the game's on there, and then they would have on the bottom corner would be where you could watch it and listen to it. So every game that was on KMOX, but, uh, you know, two-thirds of them maybe were on TV. So the Channel 11. Back in, uh, back in Bill's day, they actually had to go to the theater to watch uh, Blues games. <laughs> you ever go to a theater to watch a sporting event? <laughs> no, but I've heard it's actually really awesome. I did. I went there when the Cubs won the World Series, and uh, they played game seven at the Wildy in Edwardsville. <clears throat> and I'm like, you know what? I'll go there and check it out. I'll watch some of game seven in a movie theater. It'd be kind of cool, the old Wildy theater. It was neat. Hung out there for a bit. There were only like 10 people in the whole place watching it. Um and then I came back and watched the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. It's neat. They, uh, theaters should do that more often. Uh, we will discuss the uh, Blues' last five games or so and the points they've received uh, against Tampa Bay, Florida, Columbus. 
Um, and then we'll talk about the Blues uh, overtime victory versus Florida after these words from ID Life. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockin'thatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustinest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockin'thatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest, he-man, stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. And all of you skunks clear out of here. And go over to rockin'thatidlife.com. Uh, coming out of break here, I wanted to mention uh, our friend Dustin sent me over uh, some news for a December promotion going on right now with ID Life. Santa-sized savings. And if you know Santa, you know he's a very large man. I know so him. I know him. We just watched that tonight. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, great movie. Uh, so basically, you get uh, you save three hundred and sixty dollars at least uh, in a six month span if you subscribe and save. Well, if you subscribe for six months, but basically, what you do is you get twenty dollars off your retail burn box and forty dollars instant savings on ID Nutrition. Uh, this is for customers and VIPs only. So uh, offer ends on December 31st. So, again, that's $20 off your retail burn box and then $40 uh, instant savings on ID Nutrition. Uh, I got a little flyer here that I will tweet out as well if you want more information. But uh, definitely reach out to Mr. Dustin Paul uh, if you have any more questions over at rockin'thatidlife.com as well as texting him. And, again, you save that 10% too by texting him. If you text him at uh, 636, oh, God damn it. Uh, what's the number? <laughs> Help me out, Kurt. Uh, hold on, hold I up. I thought I had it. I, I, 636, eight, it is 8745. Uh, 636-393-8745. 636-393-8745. Text Dustin, tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And again, you sign up for that deal, you get some great savings there. Uh, as a new VIP or customer at rockin'thatidlife.com. I feel like uh, we're just doing like a swap shop thing there. Oh, I forgot the phone number. I look it up. You can go back and get the number for the person uh, mm-hmm. to call to uh, to get rid of your junk. Uh, you mm-hmm. said that this deal is available to VIPs and customers. Mm-hmm. W- wouldn't I mean? Is that any? Would anybody that buys a product be a customer? I think it's basically if you sign up okay. and not okay. just, yeah, you have to like sign up and say like, here's my name. Gotcha. I'm interested in email offers, that kind of thing. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Yep. Just want to clarify. Um, okay. Uh, we got some uh, comments in the uh, YouTube chat. Um, uh, says Jeff being an English major, I would, uh, I would him. I would him to only. I would want him to only read James Joyce or D.H. Lawrence novels. For me, Robert E. Howard's is the best for fantasy. 
Uh, I've actually never read Robert E. Howard. Uh, James Joyce is fantastic. Last week, I, I, I made a poem to the style of Lord Byron, who was one of my favorites. Uh, but if anyone's looking for a good American writer, T.S. Eliot was always one of my favorites. And I always love the, uh, I think they've mentioned it a couple times on SpongeBob SquarePants, for those of you parents listening. Uh, their, their famous writer is T.S. Halibut, which I always thought was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, no, uh, James Joyce, great. D.H. Lawrence, I'm sure I've read something, but I'm just, it's not coming to me. Robert E. Howard, I'm going to put that on the list. I'll, I'll give it a shot, Ken. Thanks for suggesting. Um, Noel Picard, uh, Ken Morris said uh, in the YouTube chat, uh, Noel Picard is best remembered by Bruins fans for his trip of Bobby Orr after scoring the cup winning goal against the Blues in the 1970s. Yeah, probably best remembered for uh, Blues, I'm Blues fans too, especially uh, newer Blues fans who didn't get to watch Picard play, their 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 uh, interaction with Noel Picard is mostly probably that play. You know that that's that's replayed over and over again. Uh, he says uh, Matt Harris said anyone else been keeping up with Jake Neighbors highlights? Uh, got him excited for this connect year. I think he responded right, Bill. Yeah, about, yeah. Uh, his you know, walk in the yeah. Yeah. Goal. Yes. Yeah. It was. Uh, it got good play on. Um. On at least on my blues Twitter, uh, the other night. Um. Yeah. He picked the puck center ice and walked through. Uh. Walked three guys and went roof and yeah. Definitely. Uh. Definitely. Think that. Uh. You know, if he would have stayed up and not contracted COVID or gotten injured, he would be probably top six right now for this team. But. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, yeah, Darren Grice. I think it was right to send him down. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. with cap yeah, situation, it made sense. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Darren Grice, uh, I like Logan Brown and Jake Neighbors. Uh, and Ken Morris says, future of the Blues looks bright. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I hate to say this so early on. Because what, Logan Brown's played three, four games now for the Blues? Yeah. I'm thinking this would be a steal. Like and I thought that yeah. at the time too. I well, think he's going to develop into a nice hockey player for the Blues. I thought I thought Logan Brown was almost a throw-in on the deal because uh, I mean we got the we got the pick right for Sanford mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and because I said I would have been extremely happy with the pick. What was it? it was a third round pick? Fourth round? Pick. I think it was a third round. Third round pick. And we were ecstatic about that. Yeah, yeah, I was really happy we got a third round pick for Sanford, and then we got a former eleventh overall draft pick. Um, as well, a uh, local kid. That's great. That's fine. Right. I, I'm happy to take him too. Yeah, great, awesome. That's a great. No, I'm a, sorry, it's a fourth round pick. Okay. Uh, if Brown plays more than 30 regular season games, the conditional draft pick will be removed from the deal. Okay. <laughs> Basically, he might. if he might, yeah. So if he plays in 30 games, with the way the season's gone, he will. Um, that pick becomes a uh, is gone is is null from the trade which and if he plays more than 30 games i think that means he's making an impact and i'm fine with not having the fourth round pick right yeah, yeah. no big deal yeah and who somebody i think it was rutherford may have mistakenly tweeted out last night that you know uh somebody somebody big tweeted out um that uh referred to brown as an 11th round pick oh like no yeah no 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 no, no. 11th overall. <laughs> they don't even have I mean, 11th I would say they don't even have 11th round. 11th round. Right. And, and, Ryan Elliott's I mean, one of the last he, 11th round picks. Right. Who was who was the last guy on this team that was, you know, above 
like 15th overall. Like Schwartz was what was Schwartz was 13th. Tarasenko was 16th the year that they went. I mean, I guess Petrangelo and, you know, number four. So that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And it's a, I think it's a, I I thought it was a, a no brainer uh, uh, inclusion in the trade. I, I mean, Low risk, high reward. I mean, there's nothing. There's no downside to taking Logan Brown. He's not making a lot of money. It's just, it's a good deal. So yeah, Bill, I thought you I were going to ask, what's the who's the last eleventh round pick ever made in the NHL? That that's what I thought you were going to, and so I started <laughs> looking it up, and now I'm still looking. It there's up. Right. so was continue. there ever? when was there an eleventh round in the draft? Like that. that it's been a while. Like, here we go. Well, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't 11. It was nine rounds. It used to be nine. Yeah. Uh, now it's seven. But the last pick, the last ever ninth round pick, number 291 overall, Philadelphia, John Carter of the Brewster Bulldogs. That's funny. He never made the NHL. 200 and what overall? 291. 291, and that and, was nine rounds. And looking at this... I, this is this is interesting, folks. I, I I'm gonna have to do the math here. Actually, I'm gonna have to look at all the players here. But I believe the last ninth round pick to ever crack the NHL was Mister Adam Cracknell. Hmm. Looking at this list, I believe he's the only one that ever cracked the NHL. I'm sure you could Google uh, last the lowest number draft pick to ever make the NHL, which might be him. Yeah, that's that pretty impressive. That's good a good trivia him. question too. The lowest, the, yeah. the highest number, lowest number pick to ever make the or play in an NHL game. I'm checking the stats up. Oh, I was wrong. Tristan Grant played in 11 NHL games. He was picked after Adam uh, Adam Cracknell, hmm. as well as Yannick Hansen. Hmm. Okay, now it's former just Canuck, matter. right? Former boy, yes. Band. Former boy bander, yes. <laughs> Mbop. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, so there's more comments. I watched the 19, uh, Ken Morris. I watched the 1970 Blues versus Bruins game live on Hockey Night in Canada. That's impressive. That's awesome. I mean, the end result was not awesome, but I assume Ken Morris was watching as a Blues fan at the time. Didn't switch allegiances. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Harris says, to be fair, I think this podcast has more cat space than the blues right now. And all of you guys have hats on already. <laughs> uh, there's your comment of the show. Congratulations. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> Matt For sure. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah. And there's a comment, uh, race races fan rocks for is that a new listener. No, fan. no, yeah. no, no. He's okay. always on. Really? Has, okay. Yeah. He's well, the one that always says big air brewer fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just, I just, okay, escape me. Maybe How about that Zegers assist last night? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Zegers play in a little bit. Uh, but uh, the uh, Blues beat the uh, well the in the last five games, the the Blues have played seven. They've gotten seven out of ten possible points, and they played Tampa Bay twice, Florida twice, and Columbus. So despite playing shorthanded and being without key guys, including our. Stanley Cup winning goaltender, our best defenseman, and last season's leading goal scorer. Among others, the Blues are uh, chugging along and gutting out some wins and getting some points in overtime. They had a 6-3 win versus Columbus, a 4-3 shootout win versus Tampa Bay, 
a four to two loss versus Tampa Bay, a four to three win in the shootout versus uh, a four to three shootout loss, loss versus Florida, yeah. and then a four to three overtime win versus Florida. Uh, they failed to get uh, a point in only one of those games. That's some stiff competition too. Yeah, and I was going to say that uh, Kurt, you, I believe it was you that said last week that if you come out of these four Florida games in a row with a split, that's a win. Well, guess better. what? Better. They actually did better yeah. than a split. Like, when they mm-hmm. got to overtime last night, I was like, I, I even thought that. I go, Kurt was calling for a split to be a good got it. four games, and they got it in overtime. So mm-hmm. if they get a point here, that's cake. Because yeah. I agreed with you, and I still do. And the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to, and again, with 17 players in the lineup, which we'll talk about in a minute, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, would have said, unbelievable. I would have said, with a fully healthy roster, a split against Florida and a split against Tampa Bay, that's fine. You know, that's 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 fair. Even with a fully healthy team. Um, and they did yep. this with a crazy amount of players out and playing shorthanded. <laughs> So I mean, it's just right. and, and and losing random. two players during the game. Yeah, right. Late and, in the game, and right. let's let's add too, like you say, players out. Justin Falk was a scratch after warmups. Yeah, in that game. Yeah, like the test didn't come back until right before the game started. So not only was it, oh hey, uh, Justin, you can't play. Sorry, guys. Uh, we're we're down a guy. Jake, you're coming in, even though you didn't warm up. I mean, that's that's crazy. And, and they were able to now again they ended up losing that game, but impressive that mm-hmm. they're able to to boast that they got that amount of points in those four games. And it's interesting too because in some of these games they didn't play particularly well uh, for stretches, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they got good goaltending from Huso. Yes, they did. Um, in some of these games, really good goaltending. Well, and kept them in the the Tampa the Tampa game, the first Tampa game with Bennington. I mean, we talked about it last week, but the the crazy bounce, you know, like oh yes. this this is this is bad. They're going to get their asses kicked tonight. They end up winning that game. Yeah. I mean, they had no business winning that game. No. So I mean, and that's and that's where good goaltending comes in. I mean, you you on on it's tough for a team to never let their foot off the gas or to play a full sixty minutes, right? <laughs> so it's terms I both terms I completely hate but uh when it when when the really? ebbs and You've flows that before <laughs> when the ebbs and flows of a hockey game are tilting against you like they always you know it, it happens because the other team you're playing is a professional hockey team and they're going to push back and they're going to have you know their momentum swings and stuff like that they're going to have chances um it's great to have a goalie that plays is playing really well and to hold the fort and that's what the blues got uh, at times when they weren't playing very well inconsistent because i think uh, any anybody who's paid attention to this team is gonna will tell you that they've been inconsistent this season, ever since the sixth game of the season. Start off five and zero, and then they've been wildly inconsistent since. So um, uh, to get good goaltending to get you through those uh, lulls is a big deal, especially with your backup. My God, um, he, yeah, he's really stepped up. You know, we again we talked last week, two weeks ago. Uh, is that stigma with the first shot going in? Is that still hanging around? Are we all agreed it didn't? No. And it's not only that now. Now it's okay. He's still a backup goalie. You can't trust him like the starter. That may not even be the case anymore. Not saying there's any kind of goalie controversy yeah. here. No. Saying well, he's a reliable guy. You can expect a great start from him anytime he's in the net. Now, you you you'll see smatterings 
uh, I've started to see smatterings of whoso should be the starter now. <laughs> so, and I'm like, let's come on, what is going on? That's not, no, no let's way. let's just enjoy having yeah. a reliable backup for just a little while, mm-hmm. right? And if and if if Huso can be that reliable backup, I mean he's done it over the short term. Um, it's right. been, it's been six games this season and the last few games last season, so it's like it's like nine games or so. Uh, so and that's pretty small sample size for but 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 he's been really really good and. He yeah. look. He doesn't just. He's not just getting the results. He looks good. He right. looks like he's tracking the puck well. He's moving side to side well. He's challenging shooters. He's he's not he's not getting lucky. He's getting, he's playing yeah. very well. And right. he's not giving up on plays at mm-hmm. all. No, I think he's better side to side than Bennington. I think for post to post, he might be. He's he, he yeah. he's he's a he's the uh, a split goalie, like a Jonathan yep. Quick. You know, he'll, he'll dish out the splits. He does that kind of thing. Which Bennington doesn't. <laughs> Bennington's more well, of a, a fall on his belly guy. Um, the the real question, though, Kurt and Bill, I think, is how well does he mimic other goalies in the NHL? Because that's all that's going to matter as in the a playoffs. backup goalie, right? In the playoffs, that'll endure you to fans forever <laughs> if you <laughs> mimic the opposing goalie. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Your, your redeeming quality. <laughs> right. <clears throat> that's yeah. Somebody's got to be the mimic, the batting stance guy. Right. That, right. That's yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, you, you bring up the point about him being better post to post, um, than, uh, than Bennington. I'll tell you who is definitely better post to post than last night. And that was Spencer Knight. Um, and that <laughs> he's phenomenal. The, he's great, but that overtime goal by Bushnevich, yeah, uh, that was awful. He, well, he was he, you know, he <laughs> way overplayed him. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was and, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, he oh, I mean, I, I guess he thought for sure he's going near post, right? And he did not. <laughs> and he was that, dead in the water. He also thought, I think he also thought was it Uyghur that was on him. No, it was, it was I think Ekblad. he also. Well, Ekblad. They, they I think he also off. thought Ekblad's not going to let him well wrap around the net like that. They also switched. He's off. not going to chase him behind the net. He's going to cut him off on the other side. Was it Ekblad right. that was it Ekblad that had uh, Bushnevich come into the zone and they switched? Who was it that followed him behind the net? Um, was it Ekblad? It was Ekblad okay. that went behind the net. Okay, because they switched off. It wasn't Ekblad the whole way. They switched off coverage. Anyway. Um, yeah, for those of you young defenders listening, uh, that is not how you play that. Uh, you let him go behind the net, and you break off if he has a chance to uh, to, to do the wraparound. Put your stick there. Don't let him do it. That's how you play that three-on-three. <laughs> Sheldon agrees. <laughs> yes, he does. He's he is uh, very very much a uh, you know a, a goaltending critic extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, he's he, yeah he's a Spencer Knight fan, and he just can't believe yeah. the way he played that. <laughs> uh, notice yep. how I didn't I didn't talk. I let that groan kind of go. That was yeah. That's ex- that's, ex- that's that's experience in broadcasting right there. Excellence yeah. in broadcasting. <laughs> the, the, ex- the EIB excellence network. In excellence in broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Blues did beat Florida four to three in overtime uh, in St. Louis last night. Huso got the start again, uh, and we talked about how good he's been. Uh, not only since he's been in one on code protocol, but all season and the last few starts last season. Um, unfortunately- um, it just and, and real quick, just the game that they went to the shootout. My God, they had no. They 
listen, I'm I'm not gonna get they're shorthanded, I get it. Um not saying this game, but the game before. Not missing a lot of the star guys. But man, they were I did not like the way they played in that first game against Florida. I didn't think they looked very good. Defensively, they were awful. Uh Florida was just picking their chances like well, let's see. Do we want to move it to the slot or do we want to shoot from the uh, the circle? They had all the options in the world, and Huso was just left and right stoning them. So it was, can he do that again if he needs to against Florida? And especially early in this game, it looked like he was going to need to. Yeah. I mean, I, I was curious to see how it was going to go with Florida being as good as they are and with the Blues missing so many players. And playing short again, um, I thought this game is going to get ugly, um, or could it get did, ugly. And and, and, it's, and it really should have been. It should have been when they were at uh, like fourteen to two on shots. I I even was like I even said out loud, and I think I even tweeted it that this game's going to get ugly. Like well, this is this is going to this is going to be a blowout in the favor of Florida. Like oh, doesn't getting, matter what Uso does, we're getting schooled. I mean, it was yeah puck possession and chances, yeah. and uh, the Blues weren't getting anything going. Um, five yeah, they, shots on net in the first their period. Their neutral zone play was awful. They, they, and, and right. okay, I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say the Blues' neutral zone play was awful. Florida was just reading everything, and it yeah. was the Blues causing had all no those turnovers. Chance. Yeah, they turned just, the puck over every chance they had. They could not break into the zone. If they did, it was just a little squibble shot into the corner that was instantly brought back out by Florida. There was just no pressure chances at all by the blues in that first period yeah a friend of mine who's a season ticket holder uh said he was about ready to leave after the first last night he was so disgusted <laughs> with the blues play it was bad well i was almost watching and kind of half laughing because i'm like you, you almost i mean in my opinion you really, you almost can't get upset that if the with the way the the play was going in the first period because of how decimated the blues were and playing shorthanded um and i i want to keep throwing in and with their backup goalie in that but who's was playing like a number 1 so right. uh, i mean that, that's actually not a not a uh, a detriment to this team right now who's playing is actually he's, he's, it's not it's 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 good uh but uh, being outshot 20 to 5 in the first period uh after it was over was just uh insane uh, and to be only down one nothing because Barkov scored on a a real nice setup. This is a good play. Um, Backdoor uh, this pass was uh, just behind Prunovic. Uh, I, I th- and it was about seven minutes into the period. And, and I initially was kind of hard on Prunovic on this play on Twitter, but going back and looking at the replay a few times, I'm like, you know what? When the actual pass was made, I thought Prunovic was in really good position. But it was just a really well placed pass, and uh, Barkov just kind of reaches out from behind. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, that's probably a really tough play for Prunovich to make. And I don't, after looking at the replay, I don't blame him as much. I thought, you know, he's got to be aware of where Barkov is, but he's, which he still should have. But I didn't. I don't. I don't think he is as you know. At, it wasn't as bad of a play as I initially thought. I'm I'm still a little gonna be a little hard on him, uh, just because I I do think his positioning was off. When Barkov's on the ice, you have to know where he is and you have to be ready. Having said that. I'm going to pull the opposite of what we hear from some broadcasters. Uh, he is a rookie. This is what his ninth NHL game, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. it, he's out there against world class oh. NHL players. You know, I right. I will give him a slight pass, but I will say that yeah. that's going to be a learning moment for him. Hey, 
this kind of play happens again, make sure you know where that superstar is. Yeah. Right. And and Barkov didn't play in the game on Saturday, right? And, and right. that that was that was a little foreboding for me, you know, seeing him in the lineup and that, man, that guy's huge. And he like, scores right away. Yeah. And he scores <laughs> right away. Yeah. It, it, you know, to the to, you know, for Perunovic, could have you could he have played it better? Yes, but he had the inside lane, right? He had the inside lane, his stick you know, he, he was facing the goalie, so maybe if he's turned the other way, but, you know, I, I'll i give him a pass there. I think he'll learn. You know, he's smart enough to learn, and, and he'll be better the next time that kind of play developed. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, and I think when the actual pass is made, he was actually at his back to the goalie, and then he kind of spins. Yeah. But, yeah, I and like I said, when the actual pass is made, there's no – you can't see Barkov. Barkov's behind right. Brunovich. And uh, but it just it was just a perfectly placed pass, and Barkov kind of reaches out and then and receives the pass, and it was just I mean kind of uh, Prunovich kind of kicks his back skate out to kind of get deflected, but he he misses it. It was it was I mean it was a good it was a nice play, real nice play. Um, so uh, second period was a different um, story. I was just gonna say we got a comment here. I wanted to mention in the chat, Matt Harris. Isn't it strange the Blues are playing better with being shorthanded and hurt slash ill than a fully healthy roster? Uh, is that just in thanks to attitude or what? Uh, Matt, I'll say it's part of partially attitude. Um, if this were the case for the next ten games, they're gonna play with seventeen players. You're not going to see that effort. Uh, I don't want to say effort, but you're not going to see the results because uh, players will get tired. But yes, part of this is the well, adrenaline, the attitude of we are not going to win this game. Like that's your, your mindset. There's no way we win this game. We're the best teams in the league. We're short one guy. We basically are running three forward lines. There's no way, you know, you but know, that's, that's what you tell yourself in the locker room. And that's what pushes you to play harder. One of the best games I ever played in my life was a couple of years ago, we only had eight guys uh, for my ice hockey team. And I literally played the entire first and second period. I didn't get a break until the start of the third because I just let the other two defensemen just, you guys switch, I'll stay out. One of the best games I've ever played because I knew the pressure was on to play well. And, and sometimes you just, you play on a different level when you have the odds stacked against you. You know, when you play in men's leagues and things, uh, anybody who's played has played with their team shorthanded. You played with a guy or two short. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not NHL caliber play by any means. But, but I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's comparable in a sense where you're playing against, you know, comparable talent to yourself, hopefully. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's comparable in that regard where NHL players are, playing against players, you know, comparable skill level to themselves to some degree. Um, so, and, you know, playing short um, is playing a guy short. You deal with it. You, you adjust shift times. You, you do what you do. Some guys can take longer shifts. Some guys don't. Um, and it is what it is. And like you said, Jeff, I've, I've played a lot of games where guys and Bill's played same team, we've, same team where guys just don't show up and you're short and you play. We played in the championship game one time. We played with no subs. Um and we won um, in overtime. So, uh, you know, it, it 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 is what it is, uh, and you just you just you just deal with it. And sometimes guys thrive on that kind of stuff. So, yep. But yeah, yeah like we, you said, Jeff, not in the not not of a long haul. You don't want to do it every. Game. No, if if this was again, if if this was tomorrow, well, tomorrow night they are playing with seventeen again. 
unfortunately. We'll get to that. But if that happens again on Saturday, again on Sunday, and then again, what is it, next Tuesday, you will see this team start to wear down. They can't do that consistently. But Unless for a you rotate game players in here and there, yeah, you can't yeah, do that. which you can't. They can't. They literally can't. Like they don't have the, well, the roster. They'd have to forward. switch out. They have to send guys down and waivers and yeah. shit. So, yeah, but yeah. certain guys, yeah, certain guys, you'd have to put through waivers. You don't want to do that. So yeah, it's it's if this were a consistent thing, there's no way that happens. But yeah, same 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 with me. I'll say the uh, the opposite of of we played against the team recently on my roller hockey team uh, that only had four and we lost. They beat us like six to four because they were so hard pressed at the end of the game to get the big last goal because we were tied four, four and they did, they scored and then they got the empty netter and it was just, we felt like assholes because we had eight, they had four, but they just wanted it more than us. And that's just how hockey goes sometimes. Matt Harris said, uh, that explanation makes sense. Never played hockey, but as a musician, I've had that odds against you situation for performances. Totally get it. And that's essentially what it is. You, you're like, you, you're, you, you, I guess you rise to the challenge. You know, okay. Uh, more is expected of me this game. So I have to, you know, challenge accepted. Let's do it. And sometimes it works out. So, yeah. Um, but the second period in this game was a, a different story than the first, uh, almost a, complete reversal um almost uh the blues played very well turned it around on florida and all of a sudden uh the blues were the better team and florida was on their heels um out shooting florida 15 to 8 um and had the better period um four minutes into the second period tarasenko got his eighth of the season and and his first goal in quite a while was it like eight nine games or something um after after uh some intense and sustained pressure in the four zone. Barbashev finds Tarasenko coming off the bench and he rips a wrist shot near post by night to tie it one, one, uh, after being outshot and outplayed and battling the first. And then four minutes into the second, it's a tie game. I, I kid you not when the school was scored. Uh, I, I, I celebrated kind of hard because they had a lot of pressure, a couple of close calls. I'm like, man, they can almost tie this game. And they did. And I, I, I celebrated and then I started laughing. <laughs> I was, I, I, I kind of turned my brain off going into the second period, like even though they were playing well, I, I was kind of, somebody said it earlier that, uh, that like, it was just, okay, I'm going to half pay attention here. And I was half falling asleep when Tarasenko scored this goal. And then all of a sudden it was boom. I had this burst of energy. I jumped out of my chair. I was super excited. Uh, and that's what you want to see out of your sniper, right? Coming off the bench, going right to where he needs to go, driving the net, getting to the paint, and just blasting a shot. And hey, about that, Vladimir Tarasenko's first non-third period goal of the season. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> that was the craziest stat of the night for sure. I mean, how how's I don't know. I mean, we're we're a third of the way through the season now, and he's only scored in the third period. That was crazy. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, and then, uh, less than a minute later though, Montour scored for Florida, uh, through a screen high blocker on Huso. Uh, I'm not sure what Huso could have done here. I screenshots are rough, Nothing. you know, it's high blocker. It's well-placed. Right. So. And just, I mean, the sequence, right. Shot, the initial shots blocked and goes right mm-hmm. to Montour. Who's yeah. in the shooting position. Right. You're not going to be set for that ever. It, it hits you. You make right. the save. 
Yeah, he tries to play big, and it just it just it's well played shot. So, yeah, yep. Uh, and I was back down, sunk in my seat, looking <laughs> possible. I know, possibly. right? You celebrate, <laughs> you celebrate, and then all of a sudden you're down again. It's like mother. So, but later in the second, the Blues finally got a power play, which you know up until this point, I was irritated because the Panthers had received a few power plays, um, and the Blues had not received one. And there were a there were a few calls. That could have easily gone against Florida, and they just weren't called. So that's frustrating to me, uh, well, and to fans in general, I'm sure, to everybody, that um, when you see penalties being called on your team and then you see infractions that are not ticky-tack, you know, there are a couple of substantial ones that weren't called, you're like, what the hell? What's got to happen? And it took a high stick, a substantial high stick on Sundquist to uh, to get a call. And then – and then after that, we got some calls. Uh, power plays for the game ended up being five aside each. And we got that gift call. Uh, was it the slash on Shen, I think it was, or Bushnevich? Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the stick on the, on the thigh, which wasn't yeah. a trip. It wasn't a trip. They no. just lost an edge, and, and that was they called it. So that was a gift. And we got scored on that play, too. So, I mean, you can't – I mean, if you complain about um, officiating early, you need to recognize that we got a gift call was, late. That so. was on Bushnevich, right? I think it was Bushnevich, yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that could have easily gone for a dive. Personally, I thought he was lost. I thought he got. I thought he lost an edge. That's why I didn't think he tripped. Maybe, but, but I looked at it as you know, it, he it, watching the play in real time. I thought that that could have easily been a dive, and I'm glad they didn't call it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was that was something. Yeah, this was it was the game Saturday against Florida that. Um, uh, Lombard got called. They, they were both got two guys got called yes. on the same play. Yes. Um, yeah, it was Lombard, yeah. Lombard, Lombard, <laughs> Lombard, fucked her. <laughs> he got called for the dive on uh, the I, partial break. I like what somebody said. Imagine that Lombard's working on a Saturday. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, late in the second, the Blues got a power play. Um, and uh, Braden Shen scored on the power play on a beautiful cross ice pass twice. Uh, once from uh, Kyrou to Tarasenko, and then Tarasenko back to Shen uh, for a backdoor tic tac toe play. Uh, the game is tied back up at two. Beautiful goal. Shen going down on one knee to make sure it goes in. Right, uh, just mm-hmm. lovely and, goal. And I'll tell you, and 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 both of you can vouch for this coming from the other side. But as a lefty. That yeah, that pass coming mm. back across. Oh. That is a hard play to make sure you not only just get a stick on it, yeah. but don't get your skate on it and direct it in because that could easily been pulled away. That's why you go down on a knee. You like you just like you're yeah, extra you careful, go down right? on your and that's. It, I made yeah. a lot of fun of Brad Winchester because he did that on every fucking shot, but. <laughs> Some of those was because he was getting passes to the left side and he had to go down on one knee to make sure he's directed it in the right way. Yeah. Same with Brett Hall on the right side when he would do it. it it's not it's just it's a great, great play to be able to pull that off. And, and in real time, again, with how quick hockey goes, I can't tell you how many two on ones I've gotten a perfect pass on the left side because I'm a lefty. Um and I've just completely whiffed or it's missed my stick and it's like in well, my head as it happens i just would go god i wish this was on the other side because that's an easy tap in well but when man the, when it's on your on hand it is hard to one time the puck when the puck's coming across your body um receiving the pass not a problem right catching it right and then and then deciding to shoot 
But if you're one timing it or redirecting it, man, it's a timing play because you've got to, I mean, you, it's coming across your body and you have to time it. Uh, and if it's got some mustard on it, I mean, you got to time it. So it, when, when it gets to your blade, you're, you're redirecting it in. So it's like, it, it's tough. I mean, it's not, uh, and we get guys on you and stuff. It's, it's hard to do. Uh, then the puck's coming through traffic. Uh, it, it's difficult. And uh, I think Shen did, an ex- Shen did an excellent job. Uh, and, a, and the vision by Tarasenko mm-hmm. on that pass. Great pass. Just Two great passes. Caillou to Tarasenko was fantastic. And then Tarasenko back to yep. Shen. Just a, just a great goal. Um, and Saad gives the Blues the uh, the lead seven minutes into the third period after some more really good pressure by the Blues on another power play. But uh, this goal wasn't uh, a power play goal in the score sheet because uh, it was it was essentially the, the penalized Florida player came on the ice but hadn't gotten back into the play to disrupt the play. So the Blues were still taking advantage of the man advantage. Uh, at that time, uh, this was this was it. This was a this was a great goal. A lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, from the corner, Logan Brown finds Barbashev in that soft spot between the O and the D, right? And then Barbashev just lets a little like quick catch and release wrist shot kind of a thing go, uh, and he and he and he puts it in. But the thing is, is that I know uh, Jeff and I both commented on Twitter about <laughs> when this goal goes in. They showed the first replay. You know, obviously, real time, you see, you think Barbashev scores, but then you see the replay, and I'm like, I'm the kind of guy that's always looking for a stick that's touching the puck on the way in. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm just mm-hmm. to see if that's the uh, who gets the goal. And I could tell, oh, oh, that ticked off Sod's blade and under uh, Knight's glove, and uh, so that's that's Sod's goal. And then they the broadcast crew didn't catch it, and uh, I know Jeff did, <laughs> I did, yeah, and we talked about it, and we're like. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm murmuring at the TV. I'm like, it's not Sod's goal. They keep talking about it. it's not Sod's goal. They're going to change it. It's, not, they, it's not Barbashev's goal. It's I'm sorry, Sod's not Barbashev's goal. goal, right. And they yeah. announced it. Uh, I thought for sure when they announced the goal, they'll give it to Sod. And then the broadcast group, oh, I guess Sod touched it. And then, But no, they announced it as Barbashev's goal too. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I will say now, as uh, – now, guys, I don't know if you know that I used to be in the media. Um, <laughs> but Never mentioned they it before. Do, before they announce it over the the loudspeaker, before Tom Calhoun makes the call, they actually have a speaker uh, over, and it's uh, one of the Blues crew that comes on and says, like, even before the puck's dropped, usually, it's Blues goal scored by Brandon Saad, assisted by Ivan Barbashev. So basically, they get, like, the same feed that uh, Calhoun gets. So they announce it the minute they know, so that way the, the media can tweet it out or whatever. And so, and but I will say, in, in John Kelly and, and Jamie Rivers' defense, they probably can't hear that, especially Jamie Rivers. He's at ice level, but they probably can't hear that. They got the headsets on. Uh, they're also not calling from the box, so they probably not don't get that feed. I don't think Rivers. But, he wasn't at ice level, was he? he? I don't think they're allowed at ice level right now. Yeah, he was. He was. Was he really? He was. Okay, was between okay. the they, they talked about it extensively at the beginning. How excited <laughs> he was. Okay, that shows yeah, how much yeah, I, yeah. I that shows how much I pay attention yep. to pregame. Okay. <laughs> Yep. But anyway, so um, it shows how much you love Jamie Rivers. Yeah, well, that's you know, right. You can frenemy of the show, right? Yeah, keyboard um, warriors, keyboard warriors. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, so yeah, it was the same thing, Kurt. I mean, literally, I saw the 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 replay instantly. I'm like, oh, that's Brandon Saad. That's Saad's goal. And then um, I'm hearing, you know, they keep saying, "Great shot by Barbashev. What a great goal by Barbashev." And I'm going, oh, I'm pretty sure it was sad. Or sad, sod, and um, so 
Then, and, and we, how many times have we, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that they do this, and I don't blame them one bit, the, the play so fast. They will wait for the announcement from Calhoun to say who got the assists. So, like, they'll announce, like, Tarasenko from Shannon O'Reilly. And then you'll hear John Kelly go, and the goal comes from Shannon O'Reilly. You know, mm-hmm. like, they sometimes have to wait until they hear it from Calhoun himself. So when they announced Saad, you know, Saad from Barbashev and whoever the other assist was, okay, he didn't catch it then because he said it again. Oh, what a, it was a great goal by Barbashev. And then after he says that, he says it again. He says, Saad from Barbashev at such and so with the second period. Blues goal. And he still didn't catch it. They're going to commercial. And I, that's what I tweeted. I'm like, Okay, clearly John Kelly just does not want to give this call to Brandon Saad. <laughs> no knock on him. It's a quick game. Any, it's just uh, funny. <laughs> anyone still uh, questioning the Saad signing right now? Uh, I know I know people are out there because uh, there were uh, some folks that uh, you know didn't want Saad, didn't think he was worth the money, uh, whatever. Um, I, you know who you are. I, I saw comments. Leads the team in goals right now, Saad does. Uh, even more important, he is leading my NHL 22 team in goals as well. Hmm. Did, you for me. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that uh, Brown on that play before, right after he passed, Barbashev got pasted by Gudis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, oh man, watching Gudis play, I mean, I always, you know, he's, he's a big, scary looking guy, right? You got the beard, mm-hmm. uh, big guy, mean player, got big defenseman. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, and he just kind of just goes after, goes after Brown. Uh, and so Brown sees the goal on his butt in the corner. <laughs> uh, wouldn't want to piss off Mr. Redkill Gudis. He's a, yeah, he's, he can throw him too. He, he seems like, before he can fight. He seems like a guy that would be on the, uh, Thunder Bay Bombers in Youngblood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's, uh, he plays, he's, his best friend is Phil McCracken. <laughs> He reminds me of uh, of uh, uh, Radke for uh, oh yeah for yeah 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 Radke was um, it? Radke I think Racky. that sounds Racky Racky sorry Racky R A C K yes I I said Radke Carl that didn't sound Racky right. yes Carl Racky yeah. reminds me of Racky except a little bigger yeah no um, Gudis used to you know I used to think of him as a poor man's Roman Polak but wow. He's a, as soon as you said that, I see Ken Morris popped up in the YouTube chat. Says, uh, "Reminds me of Roman Polak." <laughs> there you go. Wow, I didn't even see that. I yeah. didn't even see that. He's That's a perfect he's, timing. He's a taller Roman Polak, but yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, um, no, no. I was going to say heard. about about this goal. How about fucking Logan Brown working his way to the second power play unit? Good for yeah. him, man. I mean, I again, I know there's injuries. I know there's but COVID still. issues. But yeah, you're, you're producing. Part. You're producing Good for him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't care if you're up there because of injuries and guys that line up. I don't care if you're producing. Good on you, man. You're you're making it happen. Mm-hmm. You're taking advantage of the opportunity. And to tell you the truth, um, I mean, oh, I a fully healthy team. Does Logan Brown play on this roster? Right now, yes. So he's so That's not out in my mind. If we have no injury he's on issues, over oh, I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but uh, so he'd play in your games. In your mind, he's going to play more than 30 games this season. Oh, yeah. 
I, I hope so. We'll see. I mean, he could easily fall off a right. little bit, and then the Blues say, okay, let's go ahead and give him the rest of the season. I don't know if you guys saw what Doug Armstrong said today, but basically said uh, he told Logan when he went down at the start of the season he expects to see him in the new year. So, you know, things obviously happened yeah. to where he had to calm up a little sooner. Um, things could still happen where he gets sent back down and, you know, the Blues are fully healthy and he's not producing like he was. I could still see it, but I think he's proven that next year he deserves a very strong look in training camp. Well, he's I, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was. Oh, he's 6'6". Six, 6'6", six, 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 he's tall. Yeah, he's 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 tall and seems a little thicker than Sanford cuz Sanford was, you know, not I guess not as tall. Um yeah. but you know comparing lanky. comparing the guys in the deal, um you know, I I would like to see him a little stronger on his skates and maybe bulk out a little bit, but he's still young. So there's still, you know, he's still developing and, uh, you know, tons and tons of upside. Ottawa won the trade. <laughs> I'm trying to be a Buffalo uh, right here. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I hate, I, it's too early to make any claim like this. And I'm, I'm mostly just, just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, over whatever I'm, 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 uh, saying too much here, but I would love if in 20 years we look back at this trade, like how we look back at the Pavel Dimitri trade with Ottawa, the fact that we fleece them like that. I mean, I don't know if Logan Brown will ever be a, even a 50 point guy, but if he turns out to be just a mainstay blue, they win this trade. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, if he can put up 15, 20 goals, shoot. Then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Huberto ties the game late, about five minutes to go uh, for Florida. And so it's like, God damn it, here we go again. Got a lead late, can't hold it. Uh, almost identical of a goal to uh, as Barkov's uh, goal to make it one nothing. Same exact thing. Cross-eyes pass, back door, except this time it was – and we just got done talking to Logan Brown. Uh, this is Logan Brown's man. Uh, Huberto got away from him, and uh, Brown kind of uh, Brown lost him for a second. So the replay, the, the the back camera angle shows Brown kind of giving up on the play, giving up on on Huberto a little bit, and that's where he got some uh, separation, and that's uh, he was he was free for the backdoor tap in. So uh, probably not the best uh, best uh, showing on that shift by Brown, but uh, nice pass from Radko Gudis. <laughs> Yeah, to Huberto. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, um, Bill, to answer your question. I have no fucking clue. Um, yeah, second time I've seen bots? it tonight. So might might see I'm some thinking. bots here. I don't know. I'm thinking. What is VOH? Yeah. What is that? VOHFYI is. Getting I, I see it. What is that? YouTube what does that mean? Chat. By yeah. female names. If you are actual people, please uh, explain what that means. VOHFYI. Um, There's more than one. Yeah, there's two at least. Yeah, uh, one. One Patricia. from oh, Patricia oh, okay. and another one from Lorraine. V-O-I. V-O- one's V-O-Y, one's V-O-H. What does that mean? No. I have no idea. Anyway. Don't, don't know. Uh, prob- probably bots. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Um, as far as Logan Brown goes in this play, um, and, and again, talking about Scott Perutovich earlier, I'll say the same thing about Brown. I think it's just one of those situations where he's – it's a learning moment for him, but I will say to give him even more credit, I loved his reaction to this goal. 
Did you guys notice that after the after he he puts it in, Huberto puts the puck in. It was a instant. Logan Brown puts his head down, slams the stick on the ice, and it was a god damn it. That was me. Like that was my guy. I fucked up, and you know in his head he's thinking that is going to be something that Perube is going to uh, point to when they send me down. And like <laughs> I like that. I want that kind of reaction from a player who's battling for a spot right now. So all for it. Loved his reaction. Again, learning moment. He's a young NHL player. Let's build on that next game. Let's see what you got. Uh, so Huso gets hurt late in this game. Uh, probably a knee. Looked like maybe a knee. What a knee, Bill, to you? Kind of flexing his knee? Uh, near groin. Um, okay. The, the way he was flexing afterwards kind of could be either. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, but the second that I saw the, that the blues signed John Gillies, I, I knew that it wasn't a, uh, a, you know, wasn't something that, uh, is, is going to be something I'll bounce back from. So, yeah. it's, um, it, to me instantly, it was groin the way he reacted after that, that play where he tried to scramble back into the crease, uh, and then how he just instantly was like, yep, 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 yep. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going off. Uh, now, yeah, that could easily mean me too, but the way that he was flexing, the way he was doing it just as a, as a, as someone who's been in a similar situation, I read that as a groin. So we'll see. You know what I hate that, uh, you really can't read articles on stltoday.com anymore without having to pay. No. Yep. It's, uh, Don't even try. No, I'm like no. I'll just get my information somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, gonna... I'll pay the athletic before I'm going to pay. Oh, STL yeah. today. Oh yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm going to read Rutherford over um, um, uh, Jim Thomas any day of the week. So. Oh yeah, and the uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, uh, and that should be just by. And I've said this before, but the post-game press conference questions that get asked. You know, Rutherford asks some fantastic questions. He does. But some of the other guys, the questions they ask, I hate how they phrase them. They say, they, they'll phrase a question like this. So you think, um, you know, uh, it, it's it, it's good for Tarasenko to get off the hump, uh, you know, and get a goal in this game? What the so- hell is he going to say? It's like my, it's such a leading my, question, and I know what you're going to say, Jeff. Well, you have to to get the kind of response you want throughout your story, maybe. And but, and and I was going to explain it to the crowd because I know I've 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 said that to you guys before. For those who uh, don't know, bananas. I know for a fact exactly why those questions are phrased that way from guys who have to write the game recaps. They they already have the recap written, and mm-hmm. if it's not written, it's already in their head exactly what they're putting on paper. You can tell, and they've got a deadline. And which, by the way, I you want to get away from those questions. Hey, listen up, STL Today and all you other newspaper sites in the world. Stop with the fucking deadlines. Then you'll get some actual real fucking content. And that's the problem these writers are facing is that they have these deadlines they have to meet. And so they go into the the post gamers and they ask the leading question because they want a certain response so that way they could literally just, okay, he said this, boom, it's there's my so, quote, there's my quote again, 
boom, done, sending it in now. It's like so, it's, it's so annoying. It's unfortunate. It's because a lot of these guys, like the game will end at uh, let's say nine forty-five St. Louis time. A lot of them are deadlines like ten fifteen, and it's like. Do you really expect them to write anything insightful if their fucking deadline is a half hour after the game ends? Well, that's why you probably get better questions, posting questions on the East Coast. Maybe they have like an extra hour. Yep. And and also why you get better questions from a Rutherford yes. or a Strickland, who are guys that don't have deadlines and will actually ask the, re- the real questions because they'll have time to write something about what the player actually said. You know, and it's also some some of these questions that the guys ask. It's like, you know, if, if you've played hockey and if you've, you know, you, you, especially if you played hockey and you hear these questions, you're like, wow, this reporter doesn't uh, quite understand the game as well as he probably should if he's writing about it. <laughs> yep. So I that drives me bananas. It's like, oh, that's not a question you should ask because that's like a, a duh. Uh, you know the answer to this question already. Why are you asking it? So, but uh, yep, guy get yeah. pucks deep, right? <laughs> get pucks deep. <laughs> uh, there is a there is a notice at the top. Not to derail the show here. There was a notice that did you put that up here? Is your name Karai? K A R A I. Yeah, that was me. Okay, all I saw was Kyra join. I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, I didn't see it was now. Did someone else join? Realize so. Okay, so for those who don't know, when we join the show, since we're remote, we have to join Kurt in this little chat. Kurt was giving me. You were putting random names in from something. <laughs> they were all related. Whenever I was running the show, yeah, uh, 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 I can't remember now. Uh, one was uh, well, Ferris Bueller was a couple of them. Yeah, uh, the know, game, you, had, yeah. you had kind of a theme. I've got a theme going this season. I don't know if you've picked up on it yet. No. I no. have too much stuff going on. I I can't I don't pay attention. Do you ever notice what my what I my, did now. My are? I do now. Oh, and Bill is legendary. Okay. I <laughs> I don't even look at him. I don't even look at I honestly I see well, him now. Mine has been random characters from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Oh my god. Mm. I've had Mondo Gecko, I've had Fishhead. Um Casey April Jones. O'Neil was Casey one. Jones? Casey Jones. I think I've had Casey Jones already. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Mine have all been references. Potter. Yeah. I. I. Okay. I, I. I'm picking up what you're putting down now that I see it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep paying attention because I. Won't. Yeah. I think last week I was. I think I was a metalhead last week. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Yeah. I see that. I. I don't look at the names. I just see that uh, the image is there, and I just pull it over. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh. <laughs> Uh, going into OT, uh, we got the Lindgren and Nett, uh, which, okay, so we're going to OT. Lindgren makes three saves uh, to finish out the regulation. Um, and I don't know, look comfortable from what we saw. But uh, it goes to OT. I'm thinking, we don't want this to go to a shootout. No, I don't, not, not with Lindgren and Nett, uh, I don't think. Uh, you never know, but still, no thanks. Um, so let's get it done right in overtime. Press hard to get it done in overtime. Uh, and it didn't take it less than a minute. Um, uh, <laughs> Pareko deserves the credit, I think, here uh, to start this play because he's got the puck and he kind of he sees Bushnevich come on the ice and he kind of waves him over because Pareko wants off, and which is weird because they just he just came on, but waves him over, 
drops the puck for uh, Bishnevich, and then Bishnevich circles around and and uh, takes the puck into the zone, curls around the net, uh, nice wraparound, uh, which we talked about earlier. Um, and the Blues end up uh, winning this game. And I thought, uh, and we we talked, and I don't, I think we can also stress one more time about how poorly Spencer Knight played this puck because that's fun to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Really overplaying <laughs> the puck. If you if you pause it uh, when he is at when he's out of position the most, um, his the middle of his back is like against the post, so he's like way far too over, way yeah. way too far over, and he can't get yeah. back. He, he can't get back. Yeah, you 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 shouldn't you shouldn't have. It's like he overplayed it by like, I don't know, 50%, right? Because <laughs> your shoulder is what you want there. Maybe a right. little bit more. Right. But yeah, he was, it was, his back was perpendicular to the, mm-hmm. or yeah. Right. Perp- in line with the post. Yeah. 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 Completely his spine. Parallel. His spine was right there. Right. 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 And I think, I think if you're and- coming out that far as a goalie, you almost got, I mean, you realize, oh shit, he's going behind the net. You almost got to trip him up. <laughs> yep. Get your stick out there and, and get his get his ankle or something. And this is this is why I loved what Buchnevich did here because I think why he did that, why he played it that way, and even why maybe Ekblad followed him behind the net. We have not seen teams be aggressive in overtime like this. Typically, oh, they'll they'll get the puck and they'll carry it maybe below the red goal line and then stop and then wait for their teammates to set up. And then they'll carry it back. And no, this time Bucevich was, I'm going to fucking go for it. And he just turned on the Jets well, and went. And I wonder if if we haven't seen the way that overtimes have been played in the past couple of years. I wonder if Spencer Knight and Eric Ekblad still play this the same way. I think if we've seen more aggressive NHL teams in overtime, by, they don't play it that way. Caught him by surprise. What you're saying, yeah, exactly. Which I mean, that's I, I, I it's bugged me how lackadaisical uh, the Blues are, and a lot of teams are, but the Blues in particular because you know I want them to press more. Uh, you got that open ice, use it. Um, and if the perfect play isn't there, they back out and come back in again. And how many times we see that happen where the Blues cough the puck up at some point and they haven't tried to actually funnel the puck towards the net. Uh, and they lose because, and they when they had opportunities to try at least uh, to take the puck to the net, and they didn't do it. You know, they're, they're backing out, coming in, backing out, coming in. And I get the idea behind some of it, but still, uh, it's like missed opportunities by not yep. being aggressive in overtime. And I think maybe some of it too is what I said that uh, okay, Lindgren's in net. Let's not give these guys opportunities on Lindgren three on three or yep. to a shootout. Let's end it. Let's go to the net. And that could have been the case. When when you guys saw uh, Buchnevich turn on the speed, and then uh, you know before he even re- went past the red goal line, you kind of saw how aggressive Knight was being. Were you doing the same thing as me? I was literally standing up, yelling, "Wrap it around! Yeah, wrap yeah, it yeah. around! Wrap it yeah. around!" Like mm-hmm. I just knew. I'm like, that's that's the play here. That's all you can do to ensure a goal. It's like, uh, like where's uh, what's his name? We need him. Oh God, I was gonna, I was hoping it was name would come to me. Uh, David Clarkson. No, the Blues wrap around a uh, 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 guy who's was playing in Sweden or in Europe. Uh, oh, Dimitri Yaskin. Yaskin, yes, Yaskin. 
Yeah, that yeah. that's his moment to shine. <laughs> that play. Yep. <laughs> wrap around. Wrap around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Works twice. Um, did you guys see that in overtime in a game recently? It was two teams from other conferences. So basically, it was a situation like the Blues and, and Panthers. This just happened, I think, this week, uh, where it didn't matter if you gave up an extra point to the other team. It wasn't going to affect you in the playoff standings. You just wanted to get the two points. You want to get the second point. So a team in uh, the KHL, actually, do they go, I think they go four on four in OT. I could be wrong. They might be three on three too. But um, they actually pulled their goalie in overtime. Yes. Because they they just wanted the extra two points. And they said, if we don't get the two points here, it's fine. It's not a conference team. So they, they ended up winning. What do you guys think about that? How isn't would there, you feel if the Blues would have done that in this game? Isn't there a rule if you – was, wasn't there a rule yes. in place in that league if you pull your goalie in overtime uh, to go four on three and you lose, you lose the extra point you gained? Uh, that might be the case. I, I read that somewhere. Sure. I'm not sure if it applied to this situation or which league it was, but it, it applies in some league somewhere, uh, which – is I've, interesting. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting little wrinkle to that uh, scenario. Well, apparently not in the KHL. Well, what I th- what I think of the, of pulling your goalie to get extra extra point. I I, I love aggressive uh, uh, offensive strategies. I, I'm all I'm all for that kind of thing. I, it's it it creates kind of. I mean, if you lose, I mean, yeah, it sucks. But in the end, you know, it's something different. It's conversation. It's like it's you get you create <clears throat> debate. And it's exciting. I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for uh, something to change things up. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, as as the resident goalie here, uh, I'm always against pulling the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Hurts the GAA. Give me the minutes, bitch. Hurts the. <laughs> You know, if it, does, you, <laughs> it 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 hurt, yeah, it it hurts all the stats because you have less game time played, right? right. So, so if you allow two goals and you're pulled with a minute and a half to go, your goals against average is like two point oh three or something. It's that's higher, right? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, fucking coaches, coaches. Uh, Keenan, gutty performance and a real nice rebound after a terrible first period uh, where Florida walked over to lose. Huso was the man again, even though he couldn't finish the game. Uh, Blues were one for five on the power play, killed all five power plays against. Were outshot forty to thirty, pretty good considering they were outshot twenty to five in the first period. Uh, faceoffs were even, and the one that evened it up was the one they won in overtime, and they never get possession of the puck, and they won. So, faceoffs are important, kids. Um, Blues outhit Florida twenty-three to twelve, but had sixteen giveaways to three for Florida. And we've talked about this before, about the giveaway stat is re- weird. Uh, Florida only gave away th- the puck three times in this entire game. That's bullshit. <laughs> three times okay. uh, in the first 10 minutes, maybe, of the game. Let, let me just add, too, and, and I'm going to sound like a total gaming nerd here. In NHL 22, one of the stats they love to show now is passing efficiency. Even in that game, where it is very simple for a game to read, they're pa- I I finished a game where I won like four to one, and the other team's passing passing efficiency was one hundred percent, and I'm like, that's bullshit. There is no way I didn't turn over one puck in that game, and it's the same here with the NHL. It's yeah, I know. It's such a silly stat. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's 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 always off. Brian Roberts said the uh, 
lose a lose a point if you pull your goalie in overtime is in the NHL. So if you pull your goalie in overtime, you lose the point if you lose in overtime. So, That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I do, I do too. I, I, it's a and I'm not I'm not exactly sure why it's in place. Um, I'm trying to think of a scenario why that was brought up and why that was agreed to. What would that What would that serve? Why Why do that? Uh, I mean, the other to stop teams from doing it, it, I guess. But if it's the yeah. eighty, if it's the eighty-second game, and you, you know, a tie, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> you know, I guess, the, I guess to back, stop, I don't know. to stop teams from doing it. If you're a, if you are a high puck possession team in overtime, and you hold it for three and a half minutes out of the five, you can pull your goalie, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess. But I like. I, I like. It's uh, still almost worth it as long as you've got four you, guys on the ice that know how to hold the puck. It's still almost worth it. To you know, if you, if you, I mean, if you're a high, like I said, if you're if you if you're a puck possession team in overtime, you can hold the puck for two or three straight minutes, easy. Um, I've seen it happen to the Blues. The Blues, like I've yep. seen the Blues have overtimes where they might have had possession once, you know, in overtime, um, which isn't very frustrating overtime to go through. Um, next up for the Blues, uh, Detroit, Thursday night. Lindgren gets the start. Uh, we'll have an e-bug as backup, I guess. Or what are we doing with uh, – that's the that's the thing, right? Uh, I know we signed Gillies. No, Gillies should be able to play as, as emergency. It, okay. Yeah, they had they had to sign Gillies because uh, Hofer's contract still is – too much uh, cap problematic because right. of the bonus. yeah. bonuses, right? Bonuses, yeah. put them over. So they had to sign somebody oh, else. Gillies can back up. Okay, um, that's, yeah. that's what I but thought. They, but then I, but then I, I but the, I guess the Gillies signing happened after uh, the e bug was practicing. Morning skate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they had an e bug in today, but yeah, it's it was a uh, tomorrow. They still have to play with seventeen. We'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, as far as goalies go, they will have an NHL backup tomorrow. Uh, Ken Morris in the YouTube chat asks us, anyone know the status of Huso? Will he be available against the Dead Wings? Um, we do not have a status update, but with the Gilly signing today, I'm pretty sure Bill and Kurt will agree that we are 100% positive he will not be available tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Armstrong said um, that there will be updates on Friday for both Wallman and Huso. So, Clearly, with the Gillies signing and that announcement from Armstrong, um, no who so tomorrow, and no no Wallman. One of the uh, one of the uh, St. Louis Blues Twitter accounts, not the St. Louis, but one of the Blues Twitter accounts, uh, said Blues fan Twitter accounts said, uh, "Oh, Wallman has a broken arm. Bank on it." I'm like, mm, maybe I don't know about we'll that. See, I we'll see. I completely missed what happened to him. I still haven't seen it, the replay. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, you've seen the aftermath with him skating away with his arms slunked down to the yeah. side, like mm-hmm. it's out of place. Yeah. I saw different. that, but yeah. I didn't see what what yeah. caused. No, it. I didn't see what caused it. Uh, we'll talk about the COVID protocol cap rule fiasco that the Blues are having to deal with right now. Uh, and along with other teams as well, uh, after this word from our uh, good friends over at Center Icebury. 
Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery, let's go Blues! Please drink responsibly. Uh, Matt Harris in the YouTube chat said uh, something about Brown reminds me of the way Pat Maroon plays for some reason. Hopefully Brown either stays and keeps his momentum or goes back down after the team recovers more. So I think uh, I would uh, – I'd like to think of uh, Brown as a more skilled Pat Maroon, but uh, I think Maroon is probably a, a, you know probably more, more effective around the net just because of his size. Although, I mean, not, not height wise advantage over Brown because Brown's taller, but, uh, you know, a wider body. Right. I like what chubby, but effective, but effective. Right. (laughs) I I like what Ken Morris said, actually, uh, to go along with that. He says, Brown's build reminds me of Tage Thompson, which, uh, don't look now, folks. Tage Thompson's actually starting to round into a pretty good NHL player for Buffalo. Is there another Ryan O'Reilly we can trade for? <laughs> yeah, right. The Buffalo did win no, the trade, Joe. I watched Buffalo's game last night. He, uh, What we loved about him was his ability to just come in and shoot the puck. Like, at the time, that's what the Blues needed was a guy to just shoot, 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 shoot. And he's been doing that a lot more, and he's he's much more accurate than I remember. So he's not saying Buffalo will win that trade because they never will. But uh, but Tage Thompson's starting to actually look like a, a pretty decent NHL player. What if Tage point. Thompson uh, develops into a sixty point guy, and they win the nope. cup? And they win the cup? Uh, because Mike and he and Tage Thompson is the final MVP. <laughs> That's so funny to say. Then okay, then yeah, maybe we'll have that discussion. At even if that happens, then the trade might be a draw at best. Yeah, There's, they yeah. don't. They still don't win the trade. No, uh, no, <laughs> unless they win like four Stanley Cups, and Tage right. Thompson's the Conn Smythe winner every time. This is this is now we're just, this is fantasy absurdness now. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Uh, COVID protocol cap rules have put the Blues in salary cap hell. Uh, with the NHL and NHLPA agreeing to not give cap relief to teams who have players on COVID protocol. That rule is uh, screwing a number of teams this season, including the Blues, who are addressing less than 19 players, less, less than 18 skaters, and uh, skating a forward or two short to remain cap compliant because they don't have the cap space to call up AHL players. Um, let me let me add in there real quick what I said on Twitter, and, and it's getting a lot of love, so apparently what I said is correct. Um because that's how we judge things is how many sure. likes we get on Twitter, yeah. right? Which no, um, no, yeah. No. Uh, so no, it's uh, I love how the NHL is. We are taking COVID nineteen protocols very seriously, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if your team is ravaged by COVID nineteen, we're going to make your skaters play harder because they're going to have to skate with less guys 
And this is a disease that affects your cardiovascular system. Hmm. So let's make these guys breathe harder and have a harder time dealing with with just overall health. Uh, You look at a guy like Robert Thomas, who's injured, probably been playing injured for a while. Imagine if he had COVID on top of that. Uh, Yeah, that's that's the NHL for you right there in a nutshell. And, you know, you could you could. I've seen some people say that, well, the Blues are playing with fire coming into the season by being so close to the cap. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But uh, the, uh, you know, I, well, this is affecting our goaltending too. So Puso was hurt last night, uh, started the last few games because of Bennington's on COVID protocol. Um, and uh, so we had to sign uh, Gillies as well. Um, you know, I think the NHL needs to fix this. The Blues aren't the only team suffering with these goofy rules. Other teams have suffered and even had to cancel games. So the And what's goofy is the NHL has stated, and this was rather silently uh, before the season started. I didn't hear about this until recently, that any unvaccinated player, unvaccinated player, that is suspended due to COVID reasons. Which, real quick, that means one guy. Right? Yeah, one only one NHL player. If one Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. But going into the season, you know, they didn't know that it was just going to be one. So it is Tyler Bertuzzi, one person that we know of. Uh, So if he's, if one unvaccinated player is suspended due to COVID reasons, which would happen, he gets suspended. uh, Players would get suspended in, like, I guess, technical terms only. Um, if they were in quarantine due to traveling between Canada and the U.S. So if you're unvaccinated and you travel to Canada or, or U.S., you have, to, you, have to, you have to quarantine to come back, right, or to go there. So while you're in quarantine, the team would be given cap relief to replace that player on the roster. So his salary is not counting against the, the salary cap, so you can replace that player, which seems weird to me. It's backwards that they would allow cap relief in that situation, but to not allow cap relief to va- uh, to help out with vaccinated players who actually do come down with COVID. And so now you're putting the team behind the eight ball who, whose, whose team is completely vaccinated and they're, they're going by the guidelines. They're doing what the NHL is requesting players do is get vaccinated. And they do that. They follow the, 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 the requests and then they catch COVID and the NHL doesn't give cap relief, but they're giving cap relief to, to a team that has an unvaccinated player, a guy who's rebelling and bucking the system, right? And uh, not doing what the NHL is requesting. But you know, his team can get cap relief, even if he doesn't have come down with COVID because he's suspended uh, because he is in quarantine. And they qualify that as being suspended with uh, suspended without pay. So that means... That means he is technically like is like LTIR, uh, where he can get cap relief. You can cap relief, which is so backwards to me. If you're going to give cap relief in that situation, why aren't you giving cap relief to vaccinated players who right. come down with and, COVID? And let's add to talking about the one player, like just, just because this is the one example we can use of Tyler Bertuzzi. He's in a division with Toronto, with Ottawa, with Montreal. He's going to have plenty of opportunity to give his team cap relief because he can't travel to Canada. 
Whereas the Blues, yes, they've got Winnipeg in their division, but they only travel there, what, twice this year? So it's just, it's so backwards. Yeah. Uh, right. it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's not fair at all. To, and, and I know that, yes, life isn't fair. That's what the NHL would say. But come on. I mean, again, like Kurt said, we are, this team, most teams, 31 NHL teams, are following all the guidelines you want with COVID. And and even the Red Wings are. Just one guy isn't. So you're going to punish these other teams when they have COVID? Okay, we're not going give to you, give you cap relief. But, hey, this one asshole who we wanted to get vaccinated won't. We'll give them cap relief because they can't. he can't play in Canada, basically. That doesn't make sense. That's ridiculous. You know, contaminated. Uh, this is a this is a a, a, a a virus that is highly contagious, right, and can spread easily amongst a team. So, if you're not giving cap relief to players who come down with COVID, and half your team gets it, then and and if the league makes you play because they've had they've had to cancel games this season uh, for a couple teams. Uh, who have had too many players on the COVID list. But if you have a number of players who come down with COVID because it's highly transmissible uh, and they say, no, you're still playing. And, but if you're up against the cap, you can't replace the players with AHL players. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to play shorthanded. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense of why they wouldn't give you cap relief in this situation. I, I don't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to understand the logic here as to why the NHL and NHLPA both agreed to this before the season started. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure. And it's, it's screwing some teams. And if you want, I mean, the, the league would rather cancel games entirely than to allow them to bring up AHL players uh, using cap relief uh, to, to allow them to have the space to bring up if you're up against the cap. Now, if you're not up against the cap, if you've got five, six, eight, ten million $10 million in cap room, well, you're okay. You can bring up players. Well, and it doesn't matter. But for teams that are up against the cap, you know, they're playing within the rules. They're staying within the cap, but they're getting fucked. Because the well, league is not and, giving them the cap space they need uh, for a highly transmissible disease that could take out three, four, five players. And let's add, the NHL wants teams to spend the cap. They do, because that means better players, better scoring. That's what the league wants. Higher profile players. More competitive teams. That's what they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. So to say, like, oh, well, if you're up against the cap, you're just fucked. What are you doing? Who are you helping in that situation? You're not helping anyone. You're you're not helping the league rules. You're not helping the team that's that's getting fucked. The only team that you're helping, the only people you're helping, is the team that is playing against the team that has to play with a shorter amount of players. Makes no sense. Uh, Brandon Capone in the YouTube chat says, are there any other teams down as many men as us with COVID? There were a couple teams that had more, and they canceled yeah. games. Um, was it uh, the Islanders? And it was. I think Ottawa uh, had Ottawa had eight, I believe, at one point. And someone so had ten. Had someone had ten. Games. Was it Islanders had ten? It was the Islanders. Islanders had ten. Yeah. yeah. So it was right. And they can really canceled games, so they didn't. I mean, which the, actually it'd probably work out better if the Blues were to have the games canceled. I mean, no, they played postponed. Well. Postponed, right? That's right. Postponed. No, they played well, and they got a lot of points with the players they've used. But really, going into these games, you're like, well, this game should almost be canceled because they can't. You know, you're dressing, you're 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 dressing an e-bug, or you're in danger of dressing an e-bug unless you go out and sign somebody, right? So that's a messed up situation. I've, no, and not even that. That's no, that, that's. 
That's not even the point. The fact that, uh, well, unless they sign someone. No, because the Blues still had to play with an e-bug in Tampa. Even if they would have signed John Gillies, they wouldn't have been able to play him as the backup goalie. Because you right. the emergency situation, yeah. That's you have to too. play one game. Like, guys, can we... Can, can we take a little break here from the show? Let, let's let's um, remember when the three of us were in couples therapy, and uh, the 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 therapist made us work together and do word association. I hate working in that? groups. I hate working in groups. I hate it. Well, I hate that's the show. Why we? That's why we had to go to therapy. We had to work this out. Uh, I forgot. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So come on, Kurt. Come on. This, this was the I'm... whole basis of why we did that. Right. That's why I'm divorced. Um, yeah. So, so when I say okay, so let's do some word association here. What's what's the Ooh, first wordplay. word or phrase that comes to mind when I say the following word? Emergency. Sex. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what? This exercise does not warrant incorrect answers. Sorry. That was an incorrect answer. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Go again. Emergency. Penis. No, I got sorry. Uh, okay, emergency. I'm oh, sorry. Immediacy, right? Like right. immediacy. Urgent. Urgency. Um, urgency. Urgent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and but a, for, according to the NHL, emergency means well, play one game and we'll see what happens. Yeah. But because that's we, what they're doing. It has to be a they, real emergency. Your emergency backup, or uh, your your emergency recall, you have to play one game first before you're allowed to use that. What the fuck is – why do you call it emergency then? Because they, they had to play the kid from Tampa. They had to put him in goalie gear. What if Billy Husso got hurt in that game in the first period? All of a sudden, you're it's a David Ayers situation. You're playing against one of the right. best teams in the league with a fucking kid from Tampa who has no business playing in the NHL, let's be honest. And and then Did you the hear he said game, the quote? What did he say? Yeah, his uh, was his uh, his teammate, or no? He he did. He, he before the game, he goes. They asked him if he was ready. He goes, "Yeah, I've been on fire with my uh, men's league team. Yeah, uh, my, my brilliant yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I yeah. I feel like I feel like I if it. I had to play an emergency role as a defenseman, if that were a thing. That's the kind of shit I would say. Oh God, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I scored a goal in my last game. I, I'm feeling good. <laughs> you, you want your quote to be on Sports Center. On TSN. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I I honestly think you know that being an e bug was a you know is every goalie that did make the NHL's lifelong dream, right? Oh, the goalie's injured. Uh, they need somebody. I'm in the audience. I'm gonna get to play, right? And and after the David Ayers thing, it it got so much great publicity for the league, except for the Leafs, right? Um, there's, I don't know if you're, there, right. there's a certain Twitter account oh, that used to be this many days since the Leafs lost or last won the Stanley cup. But since David Ayers, they've added onto that and lost to an, uh, uh, um, a Zamboni driver playing goalie for the other team. <laughs> right. So it's, it, it's kind of this, you know, the NHL gets this, you know, gets all of this goodwill marketing publicity, you know, with these you know, these moments that become viral, you know, David Ayers or, you know, how much, how much on Twitter did you see that, you know, with Conan uh, during the, the blues game, you know, them giving him the, the lap out, 
you know, he gets to mm-hmm. take the, the rookie lap and he's not wearing a bucket. And all these big accounts are out there tweeting, you know, yeah. he's he's doing Legendary. the hero lap. Legendary. Right. Uh, yeah, without the bucket. Right. And, <laughs> and you know, so, so they're getting all this. But what happens when it winds up blowing up in our face? Right. You know, I think it happened a couple, it started a couple of years ago. Um, who was the guy uh, up in Chicago? The guy who was an accountant and, you know, oh got called God. up in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 It, Foster? And, yes. Foster? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scott Foster. Yeah, Scott played. Foster. Scott Foster. And, yeah. Yeah. And it got all this great play. And so now the NHL has this whole marketing thing built, you know, the, this whole you know, goodwill marketing thing built around it. And it's, it's getting all this, you know, like I said, just keeps getting all this great publicity, but wait until it blows up and then you're going to see the rules change. You know, when, when, you know, rumor had it back in, you know, back in the, the early nineties, you know, when I was in high school and, you know, going to games that Lindsay Middlebrook, former NHL goalie. Um, and you know, he was the guy that was running the hockey department at Johnny Mac sports. Um, rumor has it that he was the guy that the blues would turn to if they had to go to an e-bug. And, you know, at this point he was in his forties and, you know, 40s maybe 50s and not not guy in the best shape that's not the guy that you're going to want to put in there and you know teams have gotten better about you know knowing who their e-bugs are and and having the the local system scout out players for that um but when it happens and it blows up and a guy gives up nine goals in a period you're going to see these rules change well yeah these rules are not supposed i mean it's okay the e-bug i think it was fine when it happened once in a blue moon, but it seems like now with, with what's going on, it's almost a weekly thing where a team has an e-bug situation and, uh, or a monthly thing. And that's way too often. You can't, you can't have that. Well, and my issue with it isn't even just the e-bug thing. My problem with this with this game, let's, let's talk about the, the game with the uh, Tampa. It wasn't, we can't get a goalie here, so we need an e-bug. We had an injury early in morning skates. So we need an e-bug. It was because of the cap, mm-hmm. and we were not providing cap relief, you have to dress an e-bug tonight. Basically a guy you're not paying, so it's not going against the cap. That's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is absolute bullshit because it's an emergency backup situation. So you need – if and the Blues could have. They could have said, we need Joel Hofer up here or Charlie Lindgren or whoever. Okay, bring him up because it's an emergency situation. You need a backup for your goalie. This was the NHL saying, we're not providing cap relief because you've got a guy on COVID uh, protocol. You don't have the cap space, so you have to have an e-bug no matter what. We don't care if this game is played at midnight, and you can have a guy here five hours early. You still need to dress an e-bug. That's bullshit. That is terrible management by the NHL. Can you imagine if uh, Major League Baseball said uh, to a team that uh, their reliever got hurt, their number one reliever, and they're like, no, nope, you've got to sign somebody from the crowd and, and yeah. uh, pitch in the game as a reliever. Uh, yeah, that's not going to go over too well. And if, it was, if, if the game was at 7 o'clock and the guy got hurt at 2, 
Yeah. And it was nope, nope, you can't call someone up. You gotta you gotta an emergency backup take, situation. You gotta take notes from people coming into the game who can pitch. An emergency you know, backup right. si- an emergency Bullshit. backup situation should call for an emergency measure by the league to allow especially with goaltending. If you want to say you, you gotta play short forwards a defenseman, okay. You can do that. You can play a man short forward on defense. You can do that. It happens. But to bring in a guy, you know, with no NHL experience, a men's league goalie, a beer league guy, uh, who might be pretty darn good, but you know, not they shouldn't be playing the NHL, not even the AHL. Uh, they should call for an emergency situation where they can allow a team, if there's time for them to get there, to call up a guy from their AHL. Now, granted, yeah. our AHL team is on the East Coast, but still. But the Blues were on the East Coast. Right. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Right. Well, the, yeah, Southern. But right. the, the collective bargaining thing seems to be so, you know, such a, a scary topic for the NHL. And it, it seems like there are too many lawyers that that have you know have their say with right and Sheldon totally agrees with me. he hates lawyers um <laughs> but uh you know it, it there there there's just like too much you know non commonsensical approach you know that it, it just it doesn't it it doesn't make sense you know it you know on to, on the soft side of it to Jeff's point it is it's fucking bullshit Right, you you need to be able to field a competitive team, and <laughs> it sounds like you're on a ship with a squeaky big iron door behind you, going open and closing slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna yeah. whale out in the ocean somewhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually on my way up to go visit Ken Morris in Nova Scotia right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Are you passing um, a, a school no, and, pot of whales? Can you imagine? To, to Bill's scenario where the goalie gives up nine goals in a period. We'll see the rules change at that point, whatever. Imagine if that happened in that game against the Lightning because it was, yeah, they had to play this guy. Billy Huso, let's say he gets hurt in that game. It wasn't the Blues could have called up their AHL goalie and avoided this. The NHL made them, told them, you have to dress an e-bug tonight. How bad a press would that have looked? That would have been the exact opposite of the David Ayres situation. Uh, Ken Morris says, Toronto makes me laugh after the David Ayres incident. And I, yeah. okay, so Ken, if you want. The uh, Toronto make me laughs. That's the, that's one of oh, their Canadian. The Toronto make me laughs. Yeah. Okay. Maple Leafs. If you, I mean, I'm, if you want to hear something funny, uh, if you're familiar with Steve Dangle. Who works for Sport Sportsnet uh, has a YouTube uh, deal, uh, does like reviews and uh, uh, analysis and a funny analysis of of NHL plays. You should catch, go watch his uh, show on YouTube uh, after the David Ayers incident because he's a Maple Leafs fan. He's a Maple Leafs fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's so funny. He's right. He's he's somebody. I saw somebody tweet something about how is you know how is this guy so popular? What he is the like the uh, embodiment of the everyman Maple Leafs fan, right? He's he is the emotional like expression of being a Leafs fan. (laughs) He really is, and he know he knows his stuff too. So he's I mean he's not some Yahoo. 
you know, he knows his stuff. He's, uh, but he is just very emotional, like you said. And it's a, a high pitched yelling, uh, yelling, but under control at the same time. It's, uh, kind of funny. But he had, and he also is well aware of how, uh, incompetent the Leafs have been. And he's, makes fun of them for it. And it's just, it's a, it's a good time. It's funny. But he, he also does all kinds of, uh, league analysis, league, league reviews on plays and stuff and, uh, funny things that happen. And, uh, it's good stuff. If you haven't seen him, check it out, uh, especially that show after the, uh, David Ayers incident, <laughs> losing to a Zamboni driver. <laughs> that, that works for the team. <laughs> yeah. Right. An employee. Yeah. An employee of the team just beat us. The Zamboni driver. <laughs> mm. Uh, so Kevin Weeks uh, made some comments on the Blues uh, after Tuesday night's win. Uh, Kevin Weeks, uh, this was on ESPN. They're in the crease uh, segment, which they do nightly, I think, um, after games, which is it's like an NHL Tonight kind of thing. They they recap games and stuff. It's, it's pretty good. But uh, after Tuesday night's win, Kevin Weeks said, he's a former NHL goalie, by the way, uh, the Blues and Panthers could be a Stanley Cup final preview. And I kind of looked at the TV. I'm like, okay. I mean, optimistically, for, for sure. Where's he going with this? Yeah, where are you going with this? Are you going to explain why? Because I like to hear this. Um, and he and he and the his co-host said, uh, "Oh, and the reasoning behind that, uh, you said that before." And he goes, yeah. "He goes, the Blues are back. Coaching staff has done an outstanding job. Bennington is better than ever, and they're healthy. The young players are excelling." I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. you lost me if they're healthy. <laughs> you can't say they're healthy when they are the exact opposite of healthy, they've got a lot of players out with injury and COVID and they just lost their number two goalie uh, when their number one is already out and they lost Wallman in the game too. Uh, They just had two injuries in the game. They are not healthy whatsoever. Now they've been playing pretty good, uh, getting some points uh, in the last five games. They got seven out of 10 points, which is good, real good considering. Um, But yeah, I'm just like, I love the respect he's given the blues. I think it's fun. But let's be let's be honest. Let's not let's just not there's, make stuff up. There's one name that comes to mind why he said that, Tarasenko. I think he what he maybe and that's the only thing I can think of yeah, is, is he maybe was like Tarasenko's playing like a healthy Tarasenko again, and that was what he meant. Yeah. But it was a very he, short. They're healthy. And you it's know what? Like, nah, more than one guy's healthy. He could have easily said. He could have used the fact that the Blues have uh, been decimated with injuries and COVID issues and forced to play shorthanded because of COVID cap issues, and they still got seven out of the ten points in the last five games, four of which against really good teams. You know, that could have been the foundation for his discussion. So when the Blues do get healthy, they'll be that much better. They're in second place in the division right now in a tight, good division, a tight, good division. We'll talk about in a second. Uh, and you know, that could have been his foundation for his for his argument, and I could I could buy into that. But yeah, oh, the reason it was good. Uh, hang, hang, hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. I just got a call from ESPN. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, they're offering uh, Kurt. You uh, you're going to take Kevin Weeks' job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Congratulations. All right. Good. All right. We'll bring some respectability back. You to did ESPN. it, Kurt. You yeah, did we'll... it. All right. So Kevin Weeks will be on Let's Go Blues Radio next week. Yeah. <laughs> we're switching jobs. <laughs> switching. It's like. Yeah, it's like a Mark Reardon and that other guy and Cam Wex and the FM station. They yeah. swap places. The 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 FM station no one listens to. He went to. 
Right. right. And then next week, Jeff will be the minority. This is an all goalies podcast going forward. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right. I'll start my own show. Damn. I'm going to get kicked out. Mike McKenna's going <laughs> to yeah. join. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jason Miller. Jason Miller. Jason uh, <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I try to get that fucker on the show. He, he's, he refuses. He says he doesn't like the sound of his voice. Hmm. And I'm well, like, you have no. a beautiful voice, crappy goalie. You know what? Nobody likes the sound of their voice uh, because they don't hear that often. Except us. <laughs> See, when we, when we, well, here's the thing. When we do this show and you go into, like, when we first started doing the show, yeah, my voice, oh, my voice sounds weird. But now that I'm used to doing post-production and stuff and hearing our show when we do editing and stuff, I'm like, I sound, to me, I sound exactly the way I sound, I think, to other people. I, I doesn't. I sound yep. like I think I sound. So it's yep. it's just a matter of getting used to how you how you, you sound. You want to you want to get used to hearing your own voice. Um, back in my old total hockey days when I worked in the marketing department, uh, if you go back and look at well, total hockey is now pure hockey. But if you uh, go back and look at their old YouTube channel, um, I did a lot of the product videos, so you can hear my voice. I did the voiceover for you know the new wrecker stick or the new vapor skates or whatever and i would be sitting in the office and i would just randomly hear my voice because they were editing the video and and i would just look around and i'm like does anybody else hear that is is that that's my voice oh yeah that's right they're editing a video with my voice in Mm. it that will get you very very used (laughs) to hearing your voice (laughs) ken morris said what's wrong with the abs and I'm like um, nothing, <laughs> nothing tonight. Well, I mean, seven to three, seven to three drubbing of yeah, of the Rangers. They're seven two and one in the last ten. They're moving up the standings after being near the bottom to start the season because they were bad to start the season. But they also had injuries yeah. and stuff and COVID. But uh, yeah, they're they just. I mean, they've got two games in hand on Minnesota, uh, and they're seven points behind them. They just tied the Blues with thirty points tonight. They have two games in hand on the Blues. So, and they're, yeah, like I said, seven, two, and one in the last 10. That's been playing good. Yeah, and, goals. Uh, you know, it'd be great. It'd be great to see the Blues, you know, when they, uh, when they play them here again soon because they're Central Division rivals. So we'll see this matchup surely. plenty this season, right? Surely, right? Yeah, surely. Oh, wait. We have one more game. It's the end of the season. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable um, schedule. I, I think a more uh, apropos question at this very minute is what's wrong with the stars? Yeah. They had a commanding lead in this game and they're losing empty well, net in this game. 47 and a half seconds to go. They won. They, they're, they just won seven in a row too before this game. So yeah, well they look pretty bad tonight. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, well, at they least were looking like period, bottom feeders again. Bad. They were looking yeah. like bottom feeders again, like they were last season. But they, yeah, that seven game winning streak really oh, shot I, them up. It's pretty quick. Yeah, they were under five hundred before the streak. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, when when you have ninety seven goalies that can play for you on any given night, you know, true your chances. Speaking of Colorado and Dallas, the Central Division is getting tight. Uh, Minnesota has a seven point lead in the Blues. Uh, second, well, tied for second place Blues now. Actually, technically third because Colorado has the tie break. Uh, Minnesota's won seven straight. Dallas has won seven straight up until, I guess, until they lose this game. Um, and the uh, the Blues and the Predators are separated by a point. With the, uh, and the Blues, they play the same amount of games. So the Blues need to get healthy, I think, and get guys back from COVID protocol to to uh, 
to help out in this division because the division looks tough right now. Here's, yeah, I here's mean, my plan. Send Jordan Bennington to Dallas and have him breathe on all the Stars players. Anyway. Have COVID go through them, too. That's the way to do it. <laughs> what are you going to say, Bill? <laughs> um, I was going to say my uh, my uh, favoring of the Jets does not look very good right now. Um, well, they did. Believe- they did How just far down the standings they've gotten. They did did just beat Toronto, um, right? Or they was it two games ago? They beat Toronto in a rough game. A lot of fights in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Bill, I, uh... you and I both both thought Winnipeg would be better than they are, but again, yeah, we're a fourth through the season. I... We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the the um, you know, the wild are playing well above expectation, I think. Yes. Um, and, they need to, they need know, to come they, down to earth. Yeah. But they do have two games in hand at this point. So that on that, Colorado. Yeah. They're right. Dude, they I thought they had, they're the same as us. Really? They play tonight. They no, no. Okay. They play 25. We play 25. They have they have got everybody rolling in that roster. Um, I was watching the game last night, and uh, Dmitry Kulikov scored a ridiculous goal, and just a ridiculous on the breakaway, a goal, uh, a defenseman, and it was and it's it's just every single point. player is playing their best hockey right now. I they will come back down to earth a bit, but I I think a lot of people overlooked Minnesota. I think they are a very solid team. And Cam Talbot looks great in that, too. Yeah. We'll see if he holds. Uh, how bad are the Islanders? So rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. <laughs> uh, they they just uh, had lost 11 straight before beating Ottawa last night. 11 straight. Uh, I think it was the fourth longest streak in team history, which that to me is amazing. <laughs> Our fourth longest streak in NHL history. I don't know. That is a lot. 11 straight. Um, yeah. Coming into the season, they were supposed to be a force. You know, they're 6, 10, and 5 right now, 70 points. Last place in the Metro Division. 21 points out of first place already. Uh, minus 21 in goal differential. They haven't won at home in the new arena yet. Uh, they've only played their six games. They're 0 4 and 2. Uh, because they had a 13-game road trip to start the season due to the arena not being finished, being built. So, uh, yeah, that's, man, Islanders fans, whew, they were had high expectations this season, and uh, it ain't happening right well, now. Well, did, didn't they just lose uh, their goaltender, too? Uh, what's his face? Uh, Shesterkin? Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? That just happened, what, a couple games ago? He's hurt. Yeah, let me... Uh... Yeah. Let me look. Yeah, yeah, but he's not the. That's not reason why they're. Oh, Shesterkin's so. the Rangers goalie. My bad. Right. Uh, the no, other guy. But Shesterkin, I think Shesterkin is injured. The, uh, the yeah, yes. the Rangers yeah, he threw is. out there tonight did right. not look good. Right. So I did hear that. Um. Yeah. Um. Sorokin is who I was thinking of. Sorokin. Okay. Yeah, they have Varlamov and Sorokin. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> That's that's surprising. Uh, Barry Trotz, a Barry Trotz-led team that is that defensively poor. 
I don't know. I think that that says a lot about how how great you know they they lost some key some key members of that defense and and went young on the defense. Right? They 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 let um, they traded Devon Taves and uh, Nick Letty left, so they're uh, not not as strong on the back end, and the the kids aren't playing up to their potential. I I think at least from a, a distant outsider's opinion. Now I say that they're 21 points out of first place. They also have a number of games in hand on uh, Washington. They have five games in hand. So assuming they win all five, which is a big assumption, uh, that would put them 11 points out <laughs> first. Like, like you said, they, they have not played a lot of Can't hear you. You're uh, real quiet. Fix your, fix your cord. Quit screwing with the cord. Still nope, same. Nope. Still same. Nope. Still same. Nope. Worse. This is terrible. <laughs> How about now? Same. No. Same. You've same. been you've been cut off, Jeff. Oh god damn it. All right. Move on. <laughs> uh the immaculate assist happened last night. Uh Anaheim Ducks uh Trevor Zegris dished one of the coolest assists you'll ever see. And will certainly be a, a goal of their candidate. I don't care what goal to score those season. This will be up there. Um, you know, uh, there was nothing overly impressive about the goal itself. Other, than, I mean, it was the assist that is uh, makes the play amazing. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, facing the Buffalo Sabers, Zegers is behind the Sabers net and flips the puck over the goal uh, to Milano, who in front, who bats it out of midair and into the goal. Uh, Datsuk. For the Red Wings tried this uh, back in the day, but it didn't result in a goal. Uh, first time I've seen it work in the NHL. Um, Post game interviews, they said the players were calling Michigan, Michigan before he flipped it. Um, and that is what it's called, kids. It's not called anything else. It's called the Michigan. Um, I liked Zegers' reaction in the corner. He never like smiled. He was just like beside himself, like, what just happened? <laughs> I just what did I just that do? Off. In the yeah. NHL. Yeah. He was just like, his jaw was open. He was like, oh, what just happened? He, it was so cool. It was like a little kid, you know, but just like, it was just unbelievable. Um, not in smiling, just funny. Uh, and also, like we talked about before the show, horrible defense by Buffalo. Just oh not, 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 not taking the body, letting the guy stand there. They could have passed the buck in front on the ice. And had a uh, maybe a goal. I mean, they, they just they weren't tying him up at all. So, and I, honestly, I don't know what the big deal is with this goal. I did this in ball hockey a number of times, and we scored a couple times on it. So, what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, we we talked about it before the show. Bad defense. Oh, terrible! Just awful. It's Buffalo. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they again, like you said, that he could have skated out and slid the puck in front, and Milano would have still had a clean shot on goal. But having said that, still impressive. Ah, very impressive. so cool. Yeah, more more of this, please. Even though we've talked about it, um, if a guy does this in men's league, all right, and he they don't you don't score, and he tries it again and doesn't score, th- this is a good way to get your ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> and men's league. I, I can't really explain it other than a guy is trying to showboat uh, and show you your team up, you know, make you look silly. Uh, and that's that, and that's the gist of it, I guess. But 
there's really no legit reason why you should beat his ass for doing this if someone does this in the men's league. But it, but it will happen. It's Okay, how is it um, – I'm going to play devil's advocate for you. So how is this labeled as showboating when a breakaway, a nice move on a breakaway scores? Not between the legs stuff, just a really nice, a really good deke. Depends on the score, score of the game. Okay, what if it's what if it's a two two game, and you pull off this move behind the net? Is it still a showboating? Yeah, but not as bad. Eh, you know what? I, I'll come a forward. So I'm talking. I'm talking as a forward, and I'm all about the creativity. I like this, but I also understand that if I try it, I better score because if I don't score, it's weird. I think if you score. Much less chance of getting your ass beat than if you don't score. Well, because okay. if you don't score, you're like you're trying to pull this move off and you can't do it. If you're gonna try and pull it off, you better fucking pull it off. Because if you can't do it, you're trying to you're trying to do something you can't do, and that's and also showboating, and that's worse. Maybe right. Let me let me give you a scenario that actually happened to me. Give me so a scenario we were, that actually happened to you. We were down six to one, and See, it was a guy this who is used to play. He used to play with us, and he was supposed to play with us that session, but then said he was injured and he couldn't play. And he ended up playing on another team. We ended up seeing him at the rink. We're like, what the hell, man? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm fine now. Well, what the hell, man? He said you were going to play with us. So, yeah, end of the game, 12 seconds left. He fucking pulls the Michigan, pulls it off, throws his arms in the air, skates right off the rink, doesn't stay for handshakes because he knows we're all wanting to kick his ass. That is one scenario where it actually happened. And I said, that, <laughs> he better not be here for handshakes because that is one time I will actually take a swing. That is a drastically different situation, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the, he's already... Yeah. He did that in a 2-2 game with 12 seconds left. I'd be pissed, but I'd be like, oh, well. You know, you know what? Shit I, I, think, I think if you try it in a 2-2 game with 12 seconds to go and it fails, I think... I'd be more pissed as a teammate, you know, trying something that, uh, that with a, with a, with a high probably rate of failing, you know, I, I was like, go with something that's a little more traditional that the guys are expecting, you know, to maybe score a goal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I love the creativity. I made all the highlight rules. People love it. Um, but it's weird how in certain situations that play with your ass beat. And it's interesting to think about. Um, and I totally get it because, if someone does that to my to me my team, I instantly hate the player. I want to I want to beat his ass, and I but I can't explain yeah. it uh, other than them trying to showboat. But I'm like, well, is it really? I mean, how is it different than a really nice for, move outside the me, ice? It's it's really just a matter of what the score is. Maybe if it's a tie game. If the other team's got a lead and you pull it off, okay, I'm a little pissed, Maybe. but whatever. I'm not going to do anything about it. But if if it's if it's a showboating move and you've already got a big lead. That's where I draw the line and say, okay, that guy needs to get his ass kicked. I've actually, uh, like with, with, I've actually tried flipping it and then going in front myself and trying to yeah, bat it in. That yeah. That's, that'll, that'll, that's even more showboating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's really just a high saucer pass. You can think of it that way. It's just a, a lofty pass. This isn't the NBA. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just arguing both sides of the fence here for whatever reason. It, it is a little irrational. I mean, let's be honest. It's a little irrational 
to want to beat the guy's ass, even though I fall into that category. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to kick. Every time I see a goal like that scored <laughs> against my team, I my first thought is, I'm going to fucking punch that guy next chance I get, or I'm going to rock him into the boards. And that's it's just so, adrenaline talking, man. I bet the same guys say the same shit on the uh, in in the uh, on the bench in the NHL. Here's the deal. Okay, Heavy Hockey Network, which is formerly Oilers Live, right? So in the YouTube chat, they said uh, that type of goal has no place in men's league. It is showboating 100%. Go ahead and score it, but you need to back it up. And uh, what do you mean by back it up? Like physically or or you have to score on it? Uh, I'd say he means physically. You're going to have to physically. Yeah, you're going to have to fight. Okay, but why? I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm with him. It's an unwritten I'm, rule. I'm arguing both sides, but, but really, to 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 say it's showboating. Well, stop it. Stop the play. Stop it if it's showboating. Knock him on his ass while he's doing it, or or you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I uh, just it. It's one of those that, when it comes to to this type of showboating. It's like the government's uh, perception of pornography. Why is it showboating? I, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. You know what? I, and that's the same thing here. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's just a matter of you know certain things you shouldn't do in men's league, and when you when you yeah. see it, you're getting an ass kicking. See, I, I'm. I'm. Just, I'm. And I. I think I just enjoy the debate here. But I. Why is it showboating? It's a pass. It's a. It's a flip pass. What if you flip pass over the defense? In the NHL, what, 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 well, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm talking any league. So what? What if? Uh, so a different scenario. So you, you're coming down, uh, and uh, a, a little flip dump, okay? And you flip the puck over the defense, and you got a forward on the wing break and pass the defense, and your flip dump lands on his stick and has a breakaway. Is that showboat? You're flipping the pass. Same no, kind of thing. That, right. that's great. Right, that that happened the other night. It's what, uh, what's the design play? Well, well, this could be a design play. It could be a planned play. They could plan this and say, "You do this, I'll do that, and we'll flip it over the net and see if I it counts." I can't put words behind a Kurt. It's just that's it's just not acceptable. And th- and that's why I'm doing this because I I agree with you, but I and I can't solidly defend it either without just admitting that I don't like another team looking that good. Or trying to look that good, you know, at my expense, and yeah. and that and that's and that's not a good maybe, reason. Maybe part of it's in defense of the goalie because that is a hard play to stop. So we always talk about how you want to defend your goalie on on every play. You know, they they crash the net. You want to pound the guy. They take an extra whack. You want to pound the guy. This is making the goalie look stupid. So you want to pound the guy. I I, I mean I. I I I'm not comfortable with the way I feel about it, and I can't defend the way I feel about it. So that's why I'm saying this, because I, I I am on your side, but I'm all, I'm just arguing both sides of it, just for fun. It's a good I discussion. No I, I and but you it, it, and I know <laughs> I, I know and and just saying it's showboating. It's like well, define showboating. I mean, what where's the line? Because there's a lot of, I mean, if you're good. 
and you can pull off a move. Why is it showboating? I think it's only showboating or showing the team. Like you said, if the, if it's lopsided score and you're doing that, okay, you don't have to rub it in by pulling off those amazing moves if you can do them. Now, if it's a tie game, a tight game, and that amazing move results in a goal, well, that's fucking awesome. I mean, you, you helped your team, right, win a game by making All that right. move. So, so let me ask. Yeah. Merrick Malik, the last <laughs> the shooter of the shootout, pulls out the between-the-legs back shot across Olaf Kolzig for the goal. Was that showboating? No. Because how long had that gone? Like 14 shooters? Something like no, that? It was, he was the last one. It, it was the saying, 14th it was, round. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, 14th round, he yeah. was the 28th shooter. I, I, I mean, you, what else are you going to do? There's 14 moves have been made. You know, try something different. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. Uh, was it showboating? I don't know. Define showboating. Something, I guess un- I, you don't have to do it. No, there, My stance on shootout is there is no showboating. If you can score one-on-one with the goalie, no defense, backing up, nothing, do whatever the fuck you can to score a goal. Yeah. I no. I, I mean, I, no, I, and I, when you first, when, and I'll be honest with you, when I first saw it, I thought, wow, it's unnecessary, but, but they scored. <laughs> so it, it, it worked. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with it. Now, if it didn't right. work, no, and- if it didn't work, I'd been, why are you doing that? I mean, come on that, that, but so if you, if you, to me, I think you have to pull it off for it not to be, to me, it's more showboating if you, if you fail at it. Because it's almost like you're trying to do something that you can't, you, that you really aren't that great at doing if you can't pull it off. I don't know. Maybe that's not accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Roberts I, says, is dunking showboating? Not everybody can do right. it. Same points as a layup. I would right. love to comment yeah. on that, but I do not watch basketball. So, But you do know what dunking is. <laughs> I do know no, what Dougie is. I don't want to make a judgment call on something I don't pay attention yeah. to. No, he Brian's made some good points. You know, if you're getting paid to play a sport, you can showboat. Right? But, but, you're but, you're but, getting paid. Okay. Part of it is entertainment, right? Right. And, you know, I I think that the the argument that you're you know, you're trying to show people up Right. You know, you might have to answer the bell. You might take a couple extra hits for doing it. But as long as you're okay with that, so be it. I think you're only showing somebody up if you're trying to pull off uh, an extremely creative move when the score is lopsided. I think that's when you venture into the unnecessary. Well, it's unnecessary. I think in a close Mm -hmm. game, if you're trying to move like that, you're, you're trying to do something different to break the tie. And I have, I have no problem with that. Uh, even if it's uh, a crazy play, that's a high probability of not happening. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, right. And, and you're probably not going to see somebody on a team who's down, you know, seven to one, try to pull something off like that is coaches I, tend to punish that right. kind of play. Right? right. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm with you out, there. I'm you with you there just, because you don't, Right, you don't want to embarrass a team. That's not the go out. The, no. Go out to Twitter right now, and well, besides the, the there's apparently a, a some dick got on a soccer pitch in London and got checked down by uh, it was in a female game. Um, looks like Chelsea. Um, 
that's all over my timeline. Uh, got checked down by one of the players. It's pretty awesome. But everything else is Trevor Zegris, right? And, and highlight reels from Tre- Trevor Zegris. And, you know, this is his first year. He, I mean, he, he tries some pretty complicated stuff and has been pretty successful. You know, I'm all for injecting energy and, you know, it, it, it I don't. I don't see the sh- that it's showing up players right. If if it's a lopsided game, yeah, absolutely. You don't want to rub it in, but I think this is an interesting uh, discussion because because it, it deals with unwritten rules in hockey and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, animosity or uh, you know for for having someone try and do it on you. Like someone has the audacity to try that move on my team. Fuck you. I'm going to not put your ass. Well, that's not the most mature way to approach that situation either. It's, you know, well, okay, stop him next time or beat him on the scoreboard. That's, I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, Right. And it'll be, it'll be interesting, right. To, to see, you know, what happens, you know, in the next few games for the Ducks. Who uh, happened to be coming to town on uh, Sunday? And I think you're going to be there, right? Yeah. I'll be there Sunday. It'll be interesting to see how teams play him. And Jeff will be there too. Right. So, uh, we're up high. Um, we're taking the kids, uh, Star Wars night theme tickets. So we're getting the beanies and everything. So, um, going to stop by the O'Reilly bobblehead and get some pictures and yeah, yeah, hopefully have a good time. Hopefully they win. Probably going to go to center ice, uh, and get the shuttle. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're going Saturday since the Habs are in town and um, <clears throat> I may have tickets very close to where the uh, ugly Ronaldo statue incident <laughs> happened, but I, I will not be wearing a Habs jersey this year. So, uh, so good. <laughs> that- uh, Kurt, we'll, uh, we'll talk off air, but let's plan uh, maybe to meet up at Centerize before. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm in. Uh, I'm in three nineteen. I don't have my. I don't. I'm, I'm in. I'm in the upper somewhere, so I don't have it in front of me. Anybody else go to the game? I'm in three nineteen. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Uh, good talk. Jason Spezza was suspended six games for uh, neon head hit on Neoponic. Um, you know, <laughs> Spezza. I, I, we can talk about the whether the justification, whether the six games was just or not. But you know, I, 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 I did. I hated this hit. Hated it. Uh, he goes down to hit Ponick as and Pionk. Pionk, sorry. Pionk. Goes in, Pionk. yeah, Ponick, not Ponick, Pionk. Goes down to hit Pionk um, when Pionk is like going down to the ice. So he's dead set on hitting him. And this, it's, it seems retaliatory from Pionk kneeing Sundin earlier. Matt and, Sundin. Yeah. Uh, early in the shift, like a minute earlier. So. You know there was that controversial play, and then, and then Spezza goes after Pionk. So, I mean, did you guys think it was retaliatory? Did you think it was uh, predatory? Um, thoughts on the suspension? Six I, games. I don't know about retaliatory. I mean, maybe, but definitely predatory. No, um, I, I, I totally saw it as retaliatory. Okay. Yeah. Same shift. Either way, it's a, same either shift. way, it's, predatory. it's a predatory play. 
whether you see it that way or not. So I was uh, – Kurt, we talked before the show. Kurt and I thought 10 games or more, even though he's a not a repeat offender. Bill, I know you said you thought six was the right call. Yeah. Yeah, I and I – the only reason I say more than six, I thought 10 – I thought – I said on Twitter, I said, I, I would like to see him get 10, but he's probably going to get six. That's exactly what he got. But um, the reason why I think it should be more is that I, I, I thought it was territory. I thought it was predatory. And I think that should carry more weight because it wasn't an accident. It wasn't like one reckless hit. It was he seeked him out, in my opinion, um, uh, after, and, reta- and retaliated for a hit he made earlier on the shift. Um. So I, I think that you know he it was there was intent here to hit him and he's going down he he goes down low to hit him and he just drives his knee into his face and uh, man I just, it just it's just bad it's a it's a bad I know he's got a pretty clean history and that's probably why it wasn't more but uh, I don't I've never really quite understood um, the history uh element to it i i get that if you have a history then yes tack on even more than what someone should get but i think with this being i mean six games i mean it's not i i'd I'd rather see a few more i a double digit would be nice in this for me kurt sounds to me like he's never been through a uh, disciplinary process in his life that is that is (sighs) Core, uh, core, and no, common. Is I under, what's your track record? Yeah, well, I understand. You know, uh, past history. You know, you're a repeating offender, and you, you, uh, it should be more severe because you're not learning your lesson. I, I understand that aspect of it. I just think that this uh, particular hit was just. It wasn't like just a, a hit, a hard hit where an elbow came up and a guy, you know, uh, it was a, it was a. Got an elbow up on somebody. It wasn't. I thought, you know, he he was premeditated. So I think that should carry, you know, more than the six games. I've always I've always thought the Department of Player Safety is light on suspensions anyway. It it seems like when a guy gets two, I always think it should be five. You know, when a guy gets three, I think it should be six. It just I always think it should be a little more than what they're given. Uh, Mike Yo is a head coach again. <laughs> Who would have thought that? I when he was fired, I said he would never head coach another game in the NHL. I guess I wasn't taking into account uh, interim head coaching, right? Which is, yeah, I mean, so the flyer the Flyers fired. That's hard to say. The Flyers fired uh, Elaine Vigno and made assistant coach Mike Yo the interim head coach. So in the first interview Yo gave after the Blues won the Cup, remember this first interview he gave? He didn't give one for a long time. Uh, and he said he learned a lot by watching and stepping back and watching. And uh, so that told me that he really wanted to be a head coach again. So it's kind of set the table there. So we'll see if he can turn things around for the Flyers, uh, who have been not good. Hart has not been the savior. That Remember when Hart and Bennington in 19? Uh, Hart came up and then Bennington came up later. Uh, and Hart was, people were you know saying, Hart's the, uh, next the future of this Flyers team, the future of the NHL, the next great young goalie. And uh, I don't have his stats in front of me, but he is not, he's not having, a, I don't think he's having a good year. Last I looked, he wasn't. Hasn't been good since. 
I mean, 19, I thought it was pretty good, right? But I think he's been kind of off. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Flyers, uh, Flyers are probably the one place uh, outside of uh, St. Louis where goalies just have a hard time developing from from the ground up. Yeah. Well, I get the fan base might have something to do with that. They're hard on people, hard on goalies. But as long as they're mimicking the other goalies, heavy hockey network goaltenders. <laughs> right. Heavy hockey network uh, said, "Just be happy." It wasn't a five thousand dollar fine for Spezza. I'm like that's true. I should be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. saw some fans saying it should just really just be a max maximum fine. Why? Fuck off. Why? No, absolutely. Yeah. Not. This is. I mean, it's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, blowing up a quarterback, you know, after he's already slid. You know, when you, when a quarterback slides, you're supposed to like, uh, like right. not hit the guy, right? You let him let him go. Um, it's like it's like blowing up. It's like Trent Green. It's like the hit. It's like when Trent Green slid, not like it was with the Chiefs. I think it was right. Uh, Trent Green slid and he got destroyed, uh, out with a concussion, uh, blow to the head, um, predatory. Went down to get him and everything when he shouldn't have. Same kind of thing. So, or uh, coming over and hitting your your podcast co-host during a charity tournament uh, when the play was not anywhere near, right, <laughs> right, or or in warmups taking a shot that goes over the bench boards and uh, hits a teammate in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow! Never he, recovered. He never bad, recovered. Lots of bad things to each other, guys. He's, Bill is still suffering from post-concussion symptoms. <laughs> Yeah. He's got to sit in the dark room and once a little PT and a little PTSD from the uh, drunk bartender. That right, night. right, 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 right. That was so much fun. That almost made it worth it. <laughs> almost, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. We didn't know a lot about concussions at the time, so it was kind of comical, you know, for for rest of us. But looking back on it, yeah, it wasn't funny. Um, speaking of the flyers, uh, the. Uh, Dogs were sh- what caught shitting at center ice, Jeff, with the, some police <laughs> yeah. dogs. You see that? Yes, there was a. Uh, I was guess it, it was Jimmy Comfer, right? Was out for his uh, like rehab skate after the morning skate, and they were showing, which is odd to me. I mean, I love dogs, don't get me wrong, but they were, I guess, showing police dogs around the facility, which was, I don't know. I guess it was probably more for the police officers themselves, but. They brought the dogs out on the center ice, and yeah, one dog just decided it was time to do his business. You got to go. You got to go. Yeah. It's, like, it's like taking a horse out there. You can't be surprised if it shits on the ice. Yeah. It was right on the logo. I mean, right. But can you imagine if that would have ha- happened in the locker room? They would have had to burn oh. the locker room down. Oh, no, you, you don't shit on the logo. I thought you were going to say they were going to have to dog. burn the dog alive. <laughs> I would never, ever advocate for that, even in a joke. Yeah, I, I wonder if, uh, if like, what that would have happened if it was, like, a pregame ceremony. What would they have done? Scoop it up. <laughs> well, yeah. They, you, know what, saying, you, know, you know what they would do? Yeah, would have been hilarious. Oh, yeah, it would be funny. And you'd see, you'd see the team scoop it up, take it off, and you'd probably see the uh, the officials kind of scrape the ice with the skate and kind of create oh, some slush and then scoop it up. Yeah, like they do with blood. Yeah, yeah, same kind of yep. thing. <laughs> Let's just yeah, thank God it wasn't uh, you know running or like pudding. It's kind of solid. 
Well, well after thing. a moment on the ice, it's going to be solid anyway. So. That'd been kind of funny to, uh, to have that happen, like in between periods, and then all of a sudden there's this brown spot in the ice the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, to wrap up the uh, hockey tidbits, uh, the Coyotes could be locked out of their arena since they owe Glendale for unpaid arena charges and delinquent tax bills. Uh, I didn't. I did. We. we you. You. Sh- I saw this right before the show started, so I didn't get, get read up on it. Did you actually read up on that article, Jeff? Yeah, I read a little bit. They so apparently they owe for back taxes and all that to the city of Glendale. They owe uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars that they have not paid. So, Doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, right. considering and, the payrolls and everything. Well, Arizona's also been in talks of possibly trying to relocate. This upcoming summer, right. which yeah. they have vehemently d- denied. But, sure, uh, like like Cronky, yeah, like Cronky. Yeah, what are they gonna say? Never oh, believe, yeah. well, never believe an owner. It. Yeah, never. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they're looking at this, saying, "Let's not pay them every cent because we're not going to be here next year anyway." And the city of Glendale is like, "No, you're going to pay us up to the date of what you owe us." Yeah, they they put out a statement tonight saying that they have started an investigation into how this could have happened. Um, you're the organization, you know how this happened. Um, but they said it it seems to be human error that somebody forgot to make the payments. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars does not seem like a lot of money. Uh, the investigation a... is costing two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. It does not seem like a lot of money, considering what NHL, even what Arizona's payroll is, is low. But even considering that, two hundred fifty grand. I mean, they're paying Keller seven million a year. You know what? I mean, uh, right. I heard they actually went to Dmitry Yashkin and said, "Hey, can you uh, can you cover this for us?" <laughs> I, it doesn't make any sense to me. They, they should have a fifty-fifty raffle. So they should do at the games. They can get like they can get five hundred. They can probably get like two grand a game, right? If they do a fifty-fifty, <laughs> that'll cover a part of it. Man, Arizona's a mess. I, just move already. Like, I'm tired of it. Just move your move your move your move your team. Nobody... I know some really awesome fans in Arizona so that would be a shame but yeah they have been nothing but a mess for 20 years now I'm just tired of hearing about uh, you know the the you know they're not they don't they're, they're a shitty team and they they've just it's always you know attendance problems and money problems and the they they might move just move already come on go to go somewhere that wants you I mean that you're, where you're going to be supported or actually try and maybe you'll try to win there that's another thing too. Do you want a team that's not going to try to win? Yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I I agree. I'm done with the the Arizona saga. I mean, maybe there's a chance you can you know if they can find a way back into the city and not way the hell out in Glendale um, that it could work there. But I've heard uh, I've, something last week. I think about Houston uh, being a possible destination. So it's going to be that's uh, probably be a lot, uh, a lot easier so, to support a team in Houston. You know, still not traditional like, market, but I feel like the move to the Central Division was the NHL basically admitting it's going to be Houston because that's 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 the biggest untapped media market for the NHL in all of yeah. North America. And the uh, they're going after it. 
the uh, Coyotes have only had one year in their history that they've won a round in the playoffs. Is that right? They won two. Yeah, I know. In one season. That yeah. was uh, 11-12. When they went to the conference finals yeah. against yeah, the Blackhawks right. and lost. Every other season since 96-7, they've never won a playoff round. Just that mm-hmm. one year. That's it. Not surprising. That's, I mean. Utility. Yeah, it's Great. 25 they, years. They had some good, some decent teams there in the late 90s with Kachuk and Ronick and all those guys, but they just couldn't get over the hump, and then they traded everybody in the early 2000s. So they they had that one year, that one flash in the pan year in 11-12, and had a decent couple years after that. And since then, they've been garbage. And they're, they're uh, yeah, they're, they're the uh, division uh, placement here, they're eighth. Fifth, fifth, fourth, eighth, sixth, fourth, seventh, fourth, fourth, first, second, second. So they had like three years where they were pretty good, but they didn't do anything. And then, except for go to the finals, the one, the one year, the conference finals. And then fourth, fourth, fifth, 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 fourth. Oh my god! I mean, as a uh, as a fan, how much you got to put up with? I mean, it's yep. awful. You can only ask your fans to put up with so much. You and date. <laughs> And Dave Tippett was the head coach for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons <laughs> during that. Uh, and his first three seasons were their best three in franchise history. And then, they, and then he, and then he, he hung around for five more years. Oof. It's a bad franchise. It is. It's. I mean, how do you? I feel bad for the fans. And that's, I, that's always felt about the Thrashers. People used to shit on the Thrashers fans. Like, fans aren't showing up. And I'm like, they can't put a goddamn winner on the ice. You know? Like, if you can have a team that can actually go to the playoffs on a consistent basis, I guarantee you the fans will start showing up. But when you're putting out dog shit every fucking season, you're going to have to relocate. Because you can't you can't expect your fans to put up with that shit for that long dog shit and we've come full circle mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and close it up um, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information that's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you and by Center Ice Brewery St. Louis's Hockey Team Brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their tap room. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch the Blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please direct responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 13 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, Red Wings suck. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go, Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back.
Sorry.